Let the great experiment begin! Do it. Yeah! General Kenobi! Toronto! Charles! When I get older, losing yeah. my head Many years from now yeah, da, 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 da. Will you still be sending me a valentine? Birthday greetings, bottle of wine If I'd been out till quarter to three Would you lock the door? Yep, Dad Will you still need me? Still feed me when I'm 24. They're only like 24. That's what I was just gonna ask. They're just dying. It's a good song. Some of Paul's best work. Oh, it's a happy one. It's a good one. The line's gonna break. Okay. <laughs> So I'm just going to put this out there now for you, Clone Castanovas. Get used to hearing Sega Bass fishing clips in this episode uh, because I could not help it. You downloaded a plethora. Sega Bass fishing. <laughs> <laughs> we were trying to figure out the accent, and we've just determined it's a Japanese person doing a horrible American accent. Yeah. It's got to be that. Wow, what a pull. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tony, what a pull. That was my first comment. Is what the hell is going on with that? Okay, action? an average size. <laughs> when when I when uh you know I ask her how it, was it you know was it good and she says okay an average size. All right, there we go. <laughs> but yeah, he's a fighter. I'm a fighter. <laughs> okay, welcome to the clone cast. Welcome to the clone cast. I'm Tom. I'm Adam. What we do here is we watch in chronological order that game. Damn Rebels show, formerly the Clone Wars, but we're under the Rebels now. Yeah. Getting acquainted with that old ghost crew. Loving it. Yeah. Loving it. And in chronological order. Do you remember when we had to do all that jumping around during the Clone Wars? None yeah. Of, none of that shit with Rebels. Yeah. You know, even if you don't like Rebels, you can at least say it's goddamn orderly. Straight on through. That's a psychopath or anything. <laughs> like, yeah, we killed that guy two seasons ago. Put him in. Put him in. We'll just put up a thing on the Disney website. It says, go watch it this. No, but Rebels has been a joy. I'm all in on this ghost crew. Real treat. Oh, I am all in. A chance to aim for the big one. Okay, with the big one. Um, but what we do is we bullshit for 20 to 40 minutes, and then we get right into that episode. Right on into that episode. Should we do a timer today? Do you want to? It's up to you. Let's do one just for kicks, huh? See if we can get it. Let's see. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, do you got a timer ready? Why don't you ask Siri? Uh, but then I'm afraid people on their phones, like, they hear me say it, and then it fucks up everything. <laughs> that makes it even better. All right. Hey, Siri, set a timer for 40 minutes. 40 minutes, counting down. All right. Okay. There we go. Holding ourselves to it. Should we get right into it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, what do we want to do first? Should we do uh, uh, voicemails from dad? <laughs> You're really excited about this. It's yes. funny. I okay, so my dad, we did this once before. We played voicemails from our dad. You got to bring a voicemail from dad. Yeah, I'll find one. Uh, but he had sent one when Biden did the loan forgiveness. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay, we'll play uh, voicemails from dad. We're gonna If we're going to make this a regular segment, I'll make a drop or something. Okay. So next time we do it, I'll have. But I, I just remembered that I, I was like, yeah, let's play this. So here's a voicemail from uh, Papa Tom. Tom Papa. Hey, Tom, I just heard that Biden is going to announce this afternoon he's going to give everybody a $10,000 gift towards your student loan. 
So how about those apples? I mean, I think he's what he's looking to do is he wants all the young people to vote for him. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever. <laughs> See? Talk to you soon. Bye. Well, whatever. <laughs> he doesn't actually care. <laughs> I don't think he actually cares. Anyways, well, whatever. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever. Oh, man, the Chud meltdown on that stuff has been rich. Oh, it was unreal. <laughs> Imagine the meltdown they'd have if Bernie came in and just nuked the whole thing. So when it first got announced, when I first saw the headline that, like, ten grand was being, like, forgiven. Oh, I'm slightly less poor. I Like, that was my yeah. thought. Like, oh, great. Like, all of our problems are over. And like, the thing my, is... My thought about it was, like, I was actually pissed that that's all they committed to. Yeah. But after the fucking fallout and just what the reaction that these psychos had to it i'm like oh yeah good okay i'm on board now this is fucking crazy did i send you the tiktok of the guy in the plague doctor costume yeah yep. and he's, yep. he's he's walking to gangster's paradise yeah and it's like people on their way to complain about forget 10k loan forgiveness when they've been using their tax dollars to bomb afghan schools for the last 20 <laughs> yes! years these people i just it's it's ridiculous I cannot believe the meltdown that has happened over this. And let's just clarify. They will not notice any difference in their taxes. No. Off this. None. This money is it's owed to a bunch of banks overseas. No, it's not even that. It's the U.S. government's money. They're all U.S. loans, so they don't even have to yeah, do anything. But like to the, it. the debts we have to the world, they're just all over the place. Yeah. It's un- you're not going to see any difference in your fucking paycheck. But it's legitimately like on the balance sheet, they can just nuke it. They don't yeah. even need to like make up for it any place yes. else. These schools, like if I have a bunch of loans, those schools already got paid. Yeah. Just nuke it. But it's just insane that like the second that any kind of like working class folk or like middle class people get any kind of fucking crumb yeah it's like the sky is falling it's but insane. how many fucking tax cuts have there been for ultra wealthy and business owners yeah and all the fucking p- payouts to the military like that just blank check spend yeah. it all like no no worries there oh, but wait the you're s- telling me you have a jet that can't fly all right, fifty trillion. <laughs> Just take a hundred billion dollars. Get that thing in the air. Come on, <laughs> yeah. We need to invest in some R and R. God, but the second that like, like a middle class person gets like, okay, I guess we can forgive ten grand. Out I of was this like sixty grand. People are like, the fucking moon is. I really out of the walked sky. on eggshells when I did talk to my dad that day because he was like, oh, how about that, you know? And I was like, yeah, how about that. I was, honestly, I was like, you know what? I was kind of pissed. I think I texted you. I was like, they might as well not even fucking do yeah. anything. Because all this is, is this is the one thing they will ever do in regards to this. <laughs> that's it. There will never be another student loan forgive. There, that's it. Yeah. Like, this is what, this was like their means test. We're like, we're going to throw this out there and see how it goes. Do you know what I would love, though? Because, like, this happened and Biden's approval rating jumped, like, seven points immediately. Hell yeah. It was, like, overnight, his approval rating went up, like, seven percentage points. You know what's fucking insane? So what I would love is, is if, like, all of a sudden the conservatives are like, well, we got to get in on some of that. So then they forgive 10 grand of student loans. Zero percent And it just chance. becomes a bidding war until all of our debts get forgiven. That would be great. It would be great. It's not going to happen. No, but never. You know what's kind of funny? Um, hold on. Enjoy your fishing. You know what's kind of funny? <laughs> I think Biden might be the best president of my lifetime. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> I had the same thought. 
I what? mean, this this last week has been crazy. It's been nuts. Where the <laughs> fuck has this guy been? I don't know. <laughs> I've, and, been the, I've spent the and last... That's, honestly, I'm not saying that as in like, wow, I'm Team Brandon. No. But like... Fuck, I mean, that that what he just did there is more than any president has ever it's, done for me. It's insane how such little action we've seen. This has moved the needle so much. Yeah. Like, this seems like they've moved heaven and earth just because they did something. Yeah. Just something has been accomplished, and we're all like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And, and you I, know what? I've it's... heard people make the point that <laughs> that I think is hilarious is... One of the reasons why the conservatives and Republicans are fucking scrambling and they don't really know. Because this is good politics. They don't know what to do is because the Democrats have finally done something and they're not used to that feeling. Yes. They don't have a strategy in place for when Democrats no. accomplish I mean, something. So they don't know what the fuck to do because yeah. they're in uncharted water. And my dad said, he's like, I think he wants young people to vote for him. Yes. yes! Absolutely. Exactly this wants. is good politics. But the funny thing is, all of the politics the Republicans have ran on, especially like anti-abortion stuff, well, now that they pulled Roe, people are pissed. Yeah. People are like, well, I, I never thought they'd actually do it. Yeah. And like all these people, like these evangelicals, like, I'd never do that. Yeah. When push comes to shove, you probably would. Yeah. So it's just, the tables have flipped. It's weird. If this holds till November, I think they hold the Senate well, and they take they hold the House. Up until like a month ago, I was like, oh, it's going to be a fucking bloodbath in November. Like, it's going to be like, we're going to lose yeah. fucking everything. But just, then like, yeah, they actually passed that like recovery act, which that, was crazy. They fucking took they took Joe into the garage and charged him. Yes. <laughs> it's like they plugged him and into the wall. They, so they, they passed that huge recovery act. Inflation is kind of stabilized and evened out. Gas prices are down. Yeah, I was going to make a joke about how he fixed the gas prices. Like all of those stickers of him pointing to it saying, I did that, yeah. are now actually. Did you see like, the TikTok? Ripper. It was somebody with a fucking. It was like a Silverado. And on literally, they had a screen printed giant sticker on their cab that said, Thanks for the $8 a gallon gas, Joe. And like they're. They're at a stoplight right next to a gas station. So the person takes a video of that and then moves over to the yeah. to the advertisement. It says like 340. I went, to, <laughs> I went to the state fair this last week and in the Republican booths. And there was a fucking plane flying around with a banner that was talking about how our governor has failed. Walls failed was like their catchphrase. What are they even going And at? a lot of the clips were like showing him holding up like bags of money and like signs that said gas. Fourteen fifty a gallon, and it's like that hasn't been the case for months now. Like they're all basing this entire strategy off of something that like isn't the case anymore. Well, I mean, the mask is the mask is completely off because any working class person, the Republicans have always relied on social issues. So when one of the biggest social issues is, for all intents and purposes, kind of off the table. Yeah, and they're just banking on people hearing something. And not thinking about it at all. Yeah. Like I told you the other day, uh, like a couple weeks ago, I, I was driving and I almost like pulled over from laughing. Well, I didn't actually. <laughs> I'm being a hyperbolic. But 
I saw the fucking um, the 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 Jensen Burke sign that said like lower gas prices. I'm like, motherfucker, what are you gonna what are you gonna go fucking? Are you gonna go buy oil for Minnesota from fucking Saudi Arabia? Like, what yeah. are, what are you gonna do? Jensen's gotten in at Aramco, so yeah, <laughs> I guess, gonna, he knows the palms to grease. Like, I guess they could suspend the gas tax. Yeah, that would twenty five cents a gallon probably. Yeah. Um, but it's, getting back to but Bi- it's just fucking stupid. Getting back to Biden, like it was nothing for the longest time, and then all of this, and then on top of all of that, he passes the student loan forgiveness, or just like decides I'm gonna forgive ten grand of student loan debt. Fine, but then on top of that, with all of the backlash, he's actually fighting back. And doing, like, a semi-decent yeah. job. After he announced that he's walking out, and one of the fucking, I don't know, Chud reporters is like, well, what do you say to people? And he's like, well, what do you say to the billionaires who don't pay their fair share? Yes! Like, what the fuck? Who is this guy? Like, what the, what's going on? Who is this guy? I don't know who they body swap this guy with. But you I'm know afraid. what it is? I need Hunter to do more crack <laughs> and make more sex tapes and keep fucking up so he has to get pot he has to pass popular policy <laughs> it's all because hunter is doing crack and having sex on tape you know what do you know what would be the greatest ad campaign of all time you know what they say about hunter oh a big one he's got a big hog the greatest <laughs> the greatest ad campaign of all time would be if dell really wanted to take back market share Get Hunter Biden as your spokesman. <laughs> New laptops brought yeah. to you by Hunter Biden. Hell yeah. <laughs> the Hunter Biden lock safe. <laughs> you can bring this to any computer shop in Rhode Island or Delaware or whatever the fuck it was, and they will not get into your personal files. I don't uh, know. It's great, though. I mean, it's hilarious. It's nuts. And watching them melt down, it's like, I, it, I, it's beyond me. Like, First of all, like it has been ingrained in my entire generation, and I'm sure it's the same for other generations. Like, you have to go to college if you ever want a good job. Yes. That's literally what they fucking told me. And then I see all these people be like, well, I didn't go. It's like, dude, it, dude, but that's it, all that's, you fucking heard. The other thing that's that I don't think they're really like accounting for is all the all of the the counters that I've seen to this from conservatives and republicans have been like oh well this is this is the democrats just looking out for the wealthy just looking out for the wealthy to forgive their student loans and it's like do you not realize that like electricians go to college and have student loan nurses it's like they don't they have not it's like they do not understand that like even working class people have had to go to college in order to they have get this a weird idea about college that it's just a bunch of like art majors yes! or something yes and it's like no the, the people that went and studied art are probably like for the most part well off to do folk who kind of just got to explore their interests well, because they have good, ironically <laughs> ironically the people that got liberal arts degrees are people like tucker carlson and uh, <laughs> yeah yeah, it's like conservative pundits. Like yeah. they all went to well, I, went to I, college. I for, have a psych bachelor, and yeah. I never finished my master's, so it's not like my degree's worth a fucking lick. Right? It's just a thing that I can write down. Say, yeah, I finished this, and you know what? Yeah, it. If I could do it all over again, if I could go tell younger Tom, like, yeah, don't do that. Just don't even do it. Don't even bother. I would. Doesn't Stephen? When I spend my entire life being told that you have to get a bachelor's degree, and you know what? Quite frankly, like any, like I don't think my job's that great. It's fine. But if you want any kind of job that somebody be like, yeah, this pays me real well, I'm comfortable. You kind of got to have one. You have one. to, yeah. But you know what? What does it matter when you're fucking 200k in debt? Yeah. 
Well, and I remember saying, like, I don't I have no idea what I want to major in. I'm not going to go to college. And I remember my parents being like, nope, you have to. You have to. Like, it didn't matter that I didn't know what to major in. It was like, nope, you have to go. I took a semester off and I was like, all right, Tom, you got to get to that community college. Yeah. You know, I didn't know what I was fucking doing. I was just taking I was like, I like sociology. Uh, I like the history of rock and roll. So I took that class. And then the next semester or two semesters later, they changed the name of history of rock and roll to like rock and roll in popular culture. And I was like, ooh, a new one. And I took it <laughs> and I sat down and the teacher's like, hey, weren't you in my class a few semesters ago? I was like, yeah, but it was that one. He's like, oh, this is just they renamed it. I stayed the whole semester. <laughs> Rebrand. They rebranded it. Doesn't Steven Crowder have a fucking theater degree? That's what I was trying to think of. Yeah, I think he's a failed child actor. It's I think it was on like some Disney fucking yeah. show or something. And then when it didn't work out, it's like, well, I'll just be a chud. I'm sure Ben Shapiro's the same fucking story. Uh, he he likes to play violin. He viola. That is true. Yeah, he's, he's a good. He, a he's good. He's a good violin they player. They give out scholarships for uh, Final Fantasy VII cosplay. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's it's pretty funny how though how they're trying to be like, well, we're the we're the party of the working class, which is absurd. I mean, as much as Democrats have failed the working class, they're still far but better the for one, the working. This class. is the one time that even the like even right wing working class people are like angry. Like, no, like, what are you talking about? I want ten grand forgiven. Like it's, but there's a lot of chuds that are angry. Yes, but it doesn't seem to. And match that's what up they're relying people. on. They're just like anything that the Democrats do. They're just relying on people being like, "Well, this is this is bullshit." I'm footing the bill for these fucking these uh, fucking art all, majors in San Francisco. But I have not, I have not seen like I haven't seen as many younger people as upset as like older people. Sure. With this. Oh no! I mean. It, the the only thing for me it is one it's not enough like you know and you know I, the thing that really pisses me off about the chuds the most on this is I go back to the thing I hate Donald Trump for the most like I think he's funny and I like to laugh at him and I think he's just a fucking idiot I think he's also a cancer and he's a horrible thing for this fucking democracy quote unquote I think he's awful but I can laugh at him because he's a fucking moron yeah but the thing like that really pisses me off about him is the shit with Trump University. Oh, yeah. Because I got housed by a for-profit bullshit motherfucking college that, like, sold me a ba- uh, sold me a bill of goods. I got housed for, like, 50 grand. Yeah. And that's the same shit that he did to people. Promises of a better life. I'm, I'm a fucking successful businessman. I'm going to teach you all the tricks of the trade, this and that. Come to Trump University. I'm going to charge you 50 fucking grand. And he got sued. And uh, the day after the election, he settled the suit because it wasn't worth it for him anymore to have that on his bag. He, he settled for $25 million. And then he put out a tweet like, I only settled because I needed to push a path for... He's such a fucking... Like, it was such bullshit. He's like, I only settled so I didn't have to deal with this anymore. I would have won the case hands down. It's like, oh, so you just handed over $25 million on a case that was a slam dunk victory for you? I think you're fucking lying, man. And you know what? That's the thing. When my dad voted for him and my stepmom voted for him, I told them, I was like, this is insulting to me for that reason. Yeah. Because he fucking Amongst did a lot the, of the same shit, shit that was that done to did. me. Yes. And the shit like, dad, you co-signed some of those loans. And when I was late to pay him, you'd call and yell at me because I hadn't paid him yet. And we got into like big arguments back then when I wasn't making much. Yeah. You know. Oh, I remember having an argument with my dad about Trump where I was like, <laughs> I remember yelling at him and being like, 
you're the one that taught me to act not like this guy. How are you like rooting for this guy? Like he's everything that you taught me not to be. Like, it, why yeah. are you voting for him? It's just it was it was insulting. And like, as I have all this loan debt and a lot of it, I don't think is fair debt. I think I got, you know, I did. Yeah. Yeah. I got taken for a ride. Well, you know, things look seem to seem to be coming up for that guy, though. Donald Trump, he's been up to some good stuff. And nothing. We've said it before. There's no need to get nothing no, will happen. Nothing to him, will happen. Ever. But it is nuts. The more and more detail that comes out about stuff. They might scare him from running again. <laughs> well, I that, think that's actually what they would prefer that because they don't want to prosecute him. They just don't want him to run again. That and I think him and DeSantis are like going to eat each other because there was a story that came out like Trump is pissed that DeSantis is like copying him. Because DeSantis is kind of picked ah, up yeah. on some like mannerisms and stuff. And Trump is like, I, I forget what what it came out in, but he like published something that was like, he basically told DeSantis, you're stealing my bits. Like, stop stealing my bits. And like people put together like footage of them like talking exactly the yeah, same DeSantis way. Yeah, DeSantis is developing a Trump voice. Yes, he yeah. is. He, he, he gives nothing. Like, neither of them are. And there's some, so... Again, I don't think anything's going to come of it, but there are people that are putting together, I guess the the, the classified information that was pulled from Mar-a-Lago is now, people are theorizing it was lists of intelligence sources that we have. So like spies, undercover sleeper why agents. Why does he hold on to that? He's the president. He gets he can have whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah, but why does he take that home with him? Why did... I'm sure he didn't know what the fuck he was taking. He's a fucking idiot. Yes. But you, if you're the fucking president, you need to be responsible for your idiocy. H- have you listened to the ban? I know. No, he's he's never why would he take responsibility now? I really want to see how Jared got two billion from the Saudis. But apparently I'm really curious about that one. Apparently <laughs> what I've heard from or from from like watching videos online or whatever uh the, these files that he had were classified people that we have in other countries and from the time that he took the files they've like found the date in which that happened and they've correlated it to a lot of our sources being like taken into custody in foreign countries <laughs> so they are trying to like connect the dots with that to be like well somehow this document that had all of these sources on it got into Trump's hands and then found their way into Putin's hands or into yeah someone in Saudi Arabia's hands or whatever. And the thing is, like, I, the whole Russia shit from the beginning, I was like, okay, like, yeah, there's a lot of circumstantial stuff. There's not really much here in it. The problem is, like, now that there's actual shit, like, the the Democrats, like, with all their fucking panic, have kind of they've like numbed the fucking public. Yes. To, like, the actual shit that was going on. So, I don't know. We'll see. I don't think anything will come of it. Whatever. Um, I don't think so, but it is funny to watch. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they're just getting lucky. Maybe, you know, when, they, when they're pulling these, like, these, these these secret agents and all this, you know, maybe they're just getting lucky over I don't, there. Again, I don't think anything. Wow, what a pull. Wow, what a pull. You I know? Don't, huh? I don't think anything will happen, but I would love, I would love it if they got Alex Jones's former attorney to, like, represent them. And seeing that trial come to play out. Yeah. Trump's text messages would just be a bunch of shit to fucking like Baron, like asking him to walk to the McDonald's for him. <laughs> you know, um, so we do have a new cameo. Yeah. Are you ready to watch this? Yeah. So Devin 
legendary Devin, who's like the the gift giver. He's the he's the Santa Claus of the Clone Castanovas. He does realize he doesn't have to do this in order to get us to continue making the podcast, right? He gets a kick out of it. Yeah, we'll see. We'll still do it, Devin. I mean, we were doing it before you showed up, and you know, I mean, if you you don't have. <laughs> And I'm glad you're on board. That's not that was not intended to be that. No, but I'm what I'm saying, saying is, you don't have to treat us. <laughs> we don't need you to walk to McDonald's for us. You're not Baron Trump. Yeah, yeah. You don't need to walk to McDonald's for us. But we do have a new uh, cameo. And looking at the tile image, I'm like 90 percent sure who it is. Oh, I can't wait. And so I have to be on the ready for this button. Okay. Um, Adam is going to come over here and take a peek. She's wearing a bowler hat. Oh, me, oh, my. Okay, now, should I say who my prediction is, or should we yes. listen? I think this is Nika Futterman, famed Asajj Ventress voice actress. <laughs> She's got a bowler hat on. All right, you ready? Yeah. All right, three, two, one. Hey there, Adam and Tom. What's up? Oh, can you hear? I'm, I'm uh, recording this for you guys. I'm, you want to see? This is, I'm recording from my house, but there are all these... Dogs barking. Look, this is where I'm recording. Oh, yeah. Boy, those Star Wars dollars are really treating me. Oh, yeah. The beauty of nature. <laughs> Hi, guys. What's up? Nika Futterman here. Yeah, I knew it! A.K.A. Asajj Ventress. Your friend, uh, I'm just going to call him Sparky. <laughs> I've given him the name Sparky. Maybe that's bad of me. Maybe I shouldn't be saying that. Anyway... Devin Sparks, a.k.a. Sparky. <laughs> he uh, wanted to gift me to you guys. Someone's got a new nickname. good friends. Anyway, hey, what's up, guys? I'm, uh, I'm so thankful that I get to do really fun stuff like this, and mostly because I'm just always in gratitude that I have... Um, People that really uh, appreciate what I do because I feel so lucky that I get to do what I do. And um, thank you guys, especially for being a fan of Ventress because she is one of my favorites. Yes, she is. Um, I've been doing this a really long time, and to be gifted with uh, the chance to be part of the Star Wars universe is, you know, one of the great highlights of my professional life, mostly because um, people who are part of it are so into it. So most people who work in the world of Star Wars are also huge, gigantic fans. Um, so that's really, really fun. Um, I guess, you know, working with people like Dave Filoni, you know, the genius. Um, Maybe that's where she got the hat. Has been like yeah. a really, incredible experience for me it's been a while now that ventress has graced the television <laughs> universe um but i'm hoping that she comes back sometime soon <laughs> anyway um your buddy wanted me to talk about you know what it was like and I mean I guess I I can just say you know Ventress was one of the characters that that um that I played but I played a lot of characters you know in different video games in the different shows let's see some of the other ones that I remember playing um 
TC70. I played Gardula the Hut. <laughs> I played a bunch of smaller characters like Presence, I think was in Rebels. And uh, every time, like I said, you know, it's like just being surrounded by people who are super passionate about what they're doing. Um, and that, you know, I'm... I'm, I'm doing, I'm, there's some top secret shenanigans going on. I won't mention them, but let's just say, look out for me in the future. All righty. Anyway, Ventress would love to say thank you again for all your love. All of your love. Even though she can be quite dark, there is lightness deep within. All right. How fucking insane is that? Yeah. Now, Devin was like, can you cut the part where she, like, teases something? I don't think... Do we have to cut that? Are we, like, violating her code? Are we violating Lucas? <laughs> like, she wouldn't give a top secret. I don't know. Unless she, <laughs> unless she like, <laughs> wrote Devin an email afterwards that was like, hey, ex-nay on the Ecrit A. Yeah, I don't know. He, uh, he was like, I don't want her to get in trouble or anything. And I'm like, well... No, I think we're cool. I think we're cool. We'll listen back to it again when we take a break and we'll analyze that yeah. a little more. But that was fucking ventrous. For a second, I thought she was going to take off the hat and Devin was going to be standing on her head. <laughs> yeah. Now, <laughs> we'll post a screenshot of it. She's wearing a hell of a bowler hat. I mean, that is a hell of a bowler hat. That's, that, I, that is a classification above bowler. That's like if they took a bowler and photoshopped it and just stretched it out to make it taller. It's incredible. Yeah. Wow. What a futterman. You know what I want to ask her about? The time she played cards with Norm MacDonald. <laughs> <laughs> Remember I told you, like, yeah. I saw a picture of her with Norm MacDonald playing cards. Also, Devin got a new nickname. We, we can start calling Devin Sparky. Hey, Sparky. Hey, Sparky. Hey. Now, he is Devin the Gonk, but um, Sparky. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> okay. Um, that was Devin. You continue to amaze. I'll say that. Devin, that's insane. Thank you so, so much. That was one of my girlfriends. <laughs> she finally called. She finally called. I was I was half expecting her at some point to mention the polycule. Yes. <laughs> Devin was probably like, that's a little too weird, yeah. right? Yeah, you'd really have to you'd have to be all in on the clone cast to understand that <laughs> yes. aspect of things. But I fuck, dude. That's amazing. That was awesome. That was so cool. One of my favorite characters of all time. That's crazy. Did you think when we started this and you first saw Ventress, we would ever reach a point like this? No. <laughs> Once she sends one for free, then we're really cooking with gas. <laughs> <laughs> but Devin, thank you. Like thank you, you so much, Devin. Yes. Uh I can't thank you enough. That's really it was that's fucking cool. That was really fucking cool. I don't do well with gifts and people doing nice yeah. things for me. So <sighs> Yeah. Thank well, you. Thank you very yeah, much. He's a fighter. Yeah, he's a fighter. Uh <laughs> yeah, it's I don't I, I I'm not good with that sort of thing either, but um that was really fucking cool. Yes. Let's, let's say that. That was really fucking cool. Um, I don't know. We might be able to hit the uh, timer. Ask Siri how much time we got left. 
Hey Siri, how much time's left in my timer? The timer has about eleven minutes to go. Oh, that's perfect for the time warp. All right, we got the time warp. Oh wait, we got tweet of the week. We can get. We can do it. We can do this. We can do it. Yes. We can do it. I'm telling you, we can do it. 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 Shut the fuck up. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Okay. All right. Tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. Let's go. I got four of them. I picked a bad week to have four. Okay. I tried to mix it up a bit. I didn't want to throw a bunch of Garricks in there. There is a Garrick in there. Maybe you'll find it. Maybe you won't. Okay, so here's the first one. Live the best life because no one hates me more than I hate myself. Smiley face. <laughs> okay. Um, and then this one is, I, it's a visual one, so it's kind of tough. But my friend John, when he sent in that thing last week talking about Les Mis, live, Clone Castanova, live, Darth Clank, memorized it and, like, rehearsed it. <laughs> And it's incredible. And live, you're looking like a snack. How you doing? <laughs> um, so there's that one. Uh, but so it's just John, just talking over it. But there's that. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Fuck. How much time we got? All right. Okay. Uh, here's one. I'm in my late twenties. I'm extremely depressed, and I don't know what I'm doing with my life. But at least I have Taylor Swift and these little fuckers. <laughs> and it's a picture of the Ghost Crew. <laughs> So there's that one. Um, then Zetu Kasa had posted some nasty like British dish, and it looked very slimy. And someone tweeted, why is it jizzy? Where's Tom? <laughs> so uh, my reputation precedes me on that one. And then finally, my brother just made the worst shrimp I've ever had. They died for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Those are your options. What do you got? Uh, as much as I love that third one, uh, I also saw... The the video tweet from Liv, so I'm going to go with that one. Liv, tweet of the week. And my love for Les Mis is reciprocated. Yes. So Liv, John, and Adam are all on the same page with Epony. Les Mis. Yeah. Epony crew. Team yeah. Epony. Uh, the first one, shout out to Rexy, Iceman's boyfriend, at RexyMD. Uh, Lynn, uh, not chill, at Lynn Neal, <laughs> over in... Um, England way uh, expat for, oh, nice. American over in England. So uh, Lynn has really been hammering the clone cast. So so does show. she know your buddy? Because you have a buddy over there. That's uh, do you know Louie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know Louie. Uh, the jizz one. That's Regoba. Um, shout out to Regoba. And then finally, the worst shrimp ever. That's a Garrett classic. Yep. So that is uh, Liv, the new champion, Darth Clink. Tweet of the week. Darth Clink coming in there. Yeah, I'm here to fix the ship. <laughs> He's so happy when he gets to fix things. Okay, we still got time. Let's do it. Yes. Woo, 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 woo. Time war. Time crunch. Bop, bop, bop. Chibata bread. Okay, The Lost Commanders. Season two, episode three. We took quite a break. It is now October 8th, 2015. Jeez! So they aired the Siege of Lothal as a movie, and then they just waited like another four months. That's nuts. Five months. So we have a new number one movie, and we have a new number one song. Which one do you want to do first? Let's do number one movie first. Okay. Matt Damon! Is it a boring picture? Nope. Uh, Is it a franchise? Nope. Might be based off a novel. One-off? Yeah. 
Is it a drama? It's probably Elon Musk's favorite movie. Just based oh, on the is subject it, uh, matter. Oh, uh, is Elysium? Nope. Oh. Oh, uh, uh, what's the Mars one? Yep. Man on Mars? The Martian. The Martian. Yeah, the Martian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Martian is your number one movie in America on October 18th, Decent movie. Decent flick. I enjoyed it. Yeah. It was good. Okay. I do love the fact... Can we just appreciate the fact that you said it's Elon Musk's favorite movie, and I went to Elysium, where all of the rich people live above yeah. the world <laughs> in a perfect society? That's right. The guy just seems to be obsessed with Mars, yes. though. Um, anyways... Uh, new number one song. This is this artist's first number one song, and it was a massive hit. That art. This artist, I think, played halftime of the Super Bowl a few years later. Oh, is it The Weeknd? It is! Okay. You looked it up. No, I didn't. Do you know what song it is? I don't know what song it is, but I pulled The Weeknd just because I <laughs> I know that gif of him like running through yes, like, the, the hallway main, of yeah, mirrors. The, the Hall of Mirrors, yeah. yeah. Um, this is a song called The Hills. Okay. A lot of bass. Some clone Casanova's got 12-inch subwoofers, and they're really <laughs> pounding hard all of a sudden in their car driving to work. Maybe Lynn has subwoofers over in London. And just, all oh, that goddamn Americans bumping their hip-hop again. Oi. Oi. <laughs> or whatever, you know. Shout out to uh, all of our clone Casanovas overseas. Yes. Special shout we out. We got some international listeners. I wonder what El Davio is doing these days. <laughs> Maybe El Davio should meet up with Lynn. And then Lorna can come over too. We should have a Eurocentric convention. Uh, Mini Mando as well as over there. We got a lot of listeners in the, the kingdom. Yes. <laughs> and Ireland. We, they all got to get together. They can go to Il Nos place and they can have a bonfire in his yard. <laughs> His parents won't care. Okay, so that's your time warp. Uh, should we see how close we came? Yes. Hey, Siri, how much time's left in my timer? The timer has about five minutes left. Wow. Oh, we're finishing early this time. This is efficient. We kept it tight. Keep it tight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, see what happens when our clone cast recommends when we don't have to do that, that that removes like 20 minutes of song conversation. I think this is the first time we didn't do Collectible Corner in a while. Oh, that is true. We could, but you know what? I'm feeling good about the time we got here. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get in the episode. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. <laughs> it's a famous meme. I like this song. It reminds me of better times in my life, to be honest. Really? What's it called again? Uh, the Hills. The Hills. Um, yeah, it reminds me of better times in my life. Do we want to? Should we go down that road or no? Sure, why not? We're off the timer now. Well, let me pour a little more beer here. <laughs> I um, that reminds the first time I really listened to that song. Hey, it was like December of 2015. Recently single, and then I had begun the pursuit of former best friend. Yeah, and she's such she's such a doll. <laughs> She really is. She's she's a really great, good human being. Yeah, she was a peach. She really was. Yeah. Um, and I remember we went to a Vikings game, and that's when they were playing at TCF Bank, the bank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's when uh, the Metrodome was gone. They were building a new stadium. 
And um, new stadium, also ironically named after a bank. Yeah, the U.S. Bank. Um, but the thing was, uh, so there was no roof on TCF. That's where the Gophers football team plays. There was no roof there, and it was a Sunday night game in late December. Very, very cold. Um, and uh, pre-gamed, we pre-gamed with a mutual good friend of ours. Um, met us there uh, at the Buffalo Wild Wings. Cross okay. street and got raunchy drunk. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, I went with her and another one of our friends, and then uh, we had met with our mutual friend, conspiracy guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, who might still be listening. I don't know. We hit the midway. He might not be listening oh, anymore. Yeah, but I think he cuts it off after after once we once we get <laughs> once in that. Once he hears now. us talking about Star Wars, he's like, "Fuck off, nerds!" Yeah, <laughs> but we appreciate the play. Um, but no, we sat down and it was fucking ten degrees out. Which for a December night, I was like, "All right, it could be worse." It's not snowing. It's not too windy. But we sit down. It's the first quarter. We're playing the New York Giants. It's a big Sunday night. You got flex. That's a flex game. I'm flexing right now because it was originally like a noon game, but both teams were suddenly in playoff contention. It became like a big game, so they flexed it to the Sunday night game. We sit down, and everything's fine for the first quarter. Vikings ended up winning the game. That's neither here nor there. But the guy behind me at the start of the second quarter spilled his beer. Now, on you or on directly her? on me. Okay. And it went, I had like uh, a big jacket on, but it went, it hit my neck and it just went straight down like half a beer. I, I, I had to get the fuck out of there at halftime, dude. <laughs> dude, you have no idea. You get beer dumped on you in 10 degree weather. Oh, yeah. Fuck that. Of course. So we got the fuck out of there. That's it. Okay. That's my story. Good story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say to the guy? I'm not a dick. I was like, hey, man, it's all right. Don't no, worry about it. that's what I was going to say. Like, somehow I would apologize to that guy. Like, oh, that's well, I mean, he's, he's like, oh, fuck, sorry. And I was just like, yeah, don't worry about do? it. Don't accident. worry about it. It shit happens. Yeah. Ruin my night, but it happens. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. That was a uh, fun night, and a life was full of hope and promises at that time. Yeah. I was very positive about the future. It seems like pre-2016, a lot of us had that mindset. Yeah. Then something happened. And you know what's fun? Kind of... You know what fun? To get this back to Star Wars, I would say probably about a week or two later is when I met you. You were back in town for Christmas. Oh, yeah. I met you at the Invergrove Carousels Theater. And we saw Force Awakens. And we saw Force Awakens together. I think that was the night I drove, I drove back from Chicago and I went directly to the theater and met you and, and I met you there and we watched it. It was the best. And it's a hell of a film. <laughs> I tell you, the hype. I still it delivered. Yes. Like, we walked out of there like elated. I was so happy. Yeah. When you first hear that music. Yep. When it hits. Oh, there's nothing like it. He stops the laser bolt in midair. Oh, fuck out of here. Love a good force ability. <laughs> A big force guy. I think that might have been the same the same trip back. I think you and the same lady you're talking about. Former best friend. Former best friend came Peach. and came and met me at uh a bar in St. Paul. That's... No, that was the next trip back. Oh, okay. Because we were officially dating then. Oh we that's were not right. officially that's dating right. at this point. I was in pursuit. You <laughs> met me at uh my favorite bar in St. Paul is called The Spot. It's a hole in the wall where all of the bartenders are at least 65 years old. Yeah. And you guys met me, and we sat in a booth, and we talked for like five minutes. At what, It was like at that point, former best friend just kind of like looked around, like stood up and like walked away. And I kind of like looked at you, and you were like, 
know. <laughs> it's just kind of what she That's does. just her. <laughs> Man, I fucked up. <laughs> she was fun. She's a incredible person. Um, I'll say that. Didn't you say she goes to Central America too much? Was it that part of your whole deal? <laughs> well, she does like going down to the places and seeing hiking. Yeah. Hiking mountain Machu Picchu. <laughs> yeah. You're a homebody. Yeah, I am. But we played off each other well. Uh-huh. And like I, I've always said, like, I would like to travel. Yeah. And I think the, you know, if in the right situation, a person will get that out of me a little more. Yes. And she probably could have done I just I, like I've known you for a long time. It was horribly bad timing I've, that's I've, all it was I've known you for a long time I think you go through peaks and valleys when it comes to when you're open-minded to certain things and closed-minded to certain things and I feel like there have been times where I've talked to you and you're like I want to date you know what my perfect person is my perfect person is someone that I can do whatever the fuck I want to and they just let me read and do whatever I want, and then uh, we can get together when I want to. And then there are other. Times. I did not say it. You're 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 hype. You're, I'm taking no. liberties. You're but, paraphrasing but, here because I would not say I can do whatever I want, and then they hang out with me when I, I'm not that fucking I'm taking psycho. Liberties, but I'm saying there are moments where I've had that conversation with you, and then I've had other conversations with you where you're like, I need to be challenged. I want someone <laughs> that challenges me. <laughs> I do want. I think I do want to be challenged. Yes, of course, we all do. Yeah, it's too easy for me to read my books. Yeah, those are good books. <laughs> I've ever told you about Darth Bane and the Rule of Two? Man, my life sucks. <laughs> How many times have I like had like three beers and I start to miss her on this podcast? Yeah, it's it's happened a handful of times. Yep. She was the best. <laughs> She's so funny. What's going on with her now? I think she had a kid. Oh, really? Well, she got married. How's she going to have a kid in Machu Picchu? Oh, I got to go hiking. Oh, that kid's going to have he's oh. going to have superpowers with oh, that altitude. You, you give birth in the sacred waters <laughs> <laughs> of Machu Picchu. <laughs> um, yeah, I think she had a kid. I'm, I mean, she was pregnant, so I'm guessing at this point, I think she was due. So I'm, I'm assuming she's had her kid. Okay. She got married a couple years back. Well, Mazel Tov. Yeah. Good for her. No, I mean, I'm not bitter. I just think she's a really good person. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Rebels. And if you were to say, and we've all, we've, it's a running gag. People think you have a type, but. I po- don't have a your type. Your polycule would beg to differ. However, this person, if you did have a type, this is exactly someone that fits that. This is the same. <laughs> yeah, she's the type that uh, Liza accuses me of. Yes. A, a blonde. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, my girlfriend before that wasn't blonde. No, I know. Eh, I don't have a type. I know, but I'm saying, like, this is the person that completely fits that archetype. Well, Eliza would beg to differ. Yeah. Eliza claims I have a type. Yes. Man, I don't have a type. I'm just, I'm, I'm a diseased, warped mind. We'll see. No, I am. <laughs> what's wrong with me? Seriously, what's wrong? It's, it's wrong. No, I think it's you. time that we analyze what's wrong with Tom. Well, first of all, you need to get back into therapy. And I'm only saying that because I've been back in therapy now. And I'm well, pretty good about I it. will say this. Yeah, you're almost there. I'm almost there. <laughs> Remember, this is the Sega Bass Fishing episode. Speaking of, that game I played the shit out of. Did You, you had Dreamcast, right? It's the greatest fucking game. 
It's, it's incredible. Did you have the? I had the reel. You had the reel. I had controller? the official. I had the official Sega reel, not that Mad Cat's bullshit. Sega bass fishing. <laughs> I recently, so I've been digging through all of my old boxes because I'm trying to find my old disassembled UCS Slave One. And I did come across all of my old Dreamcast stuff. <gasps> I still have the console. I still have you that. Do? I have that controller. I think I have Sega Marine Fishing somewhere laying around. I have the uh, the gun controller for Time Crisis. Time Crisis and uh, was a House of the Living Dead or something like that. Yeah, some zombie shit before zombies were cool. That's the problem with Dreamcast. It was. It was ahead of its time. Yeah. It really was. It was a system that was built for two years later. Yes. And the problem with, like, uh, Atari Jaguar suffered the same fate. They were a 64-bit system that came out in the era of 16-bit systems. Yeah. And the problem there is, like, well, well, it's the most powerful. It's going to be fucking great. No, the problem is all the game developers are developing games for a 16-bit system. So when they tried it, like... The game developers that you get on board are either inexperienced, not that good, um, and so you get these games that are like subpar even by 16-bit standards. These walking polygons. Dude, have you ever heard of the game Kasumi Ninja? <laughs> I think you've brought it up on this very podcast. Probably. It's like a Mortal Kombat ripoff that was exclusive to the Atari Jaguar, and I, as a kid, like, I was a gaming head, so I needed the Jaguar, and I needed Kasumi Ninja. After many moons, I finally acquired, from the Dollar Man, I acquired his, <laughs> I acquired his Atari Jaguar, and you couldn't find the fucking games in, like, Target or anything, so I had to go to Electronics Boutique, which is, I think they merged with GameStop. Yeah. Yeah. I went to an Electronics Boutique at the Maplewood Mall, and they had Kasumi Ninja. And so I bought it. I saved up for it and I bought it after I traded Frank like my stereo system for his Atari Jaguar, yeah. like the big speakers and stuff, like my CD player, just because I really wanted to play Kasumi Ninja because I was like, holy shit, 64-bit Mortal Kombat. And the controllers are these giant, ridiculous things. <laughs> they have like a fucking calculator on them. They're like the ridiculous. the size of a manhole cover. Yeah. It literally is like the size of like, I don't know, like a 15-inch LCD screen. And... I get Kasumi Ninja, and there's some other games for it, Aliens vs. Predator, which was just like, they weren't, they weren't, anyways, I, it is the, yeah, it's Mortal Kombat, 64-bit, I guess. It is the choppiest, just the worst game. Dreamcast did come out, though, I think it was, it did come out, timing-wise, it was correct, but it came, no, it was it was like a year or two early. No, because it came out and then like I don't know how many months after, but like PlayStation came out right after. It like timing wise that way, it like it PlayStation just took all of the. Stuff I'm pretty sure Dreamcast it. came out uh, in 1998. Dreamcast release date. Let's see here, November 27th, 1998. Uh, let's see what the PlayStation release date. This is fun. I like talking video games. Or PlayStation 2. Yeah, I'm thinking that was 94. <laughs> I'm thinking PlayStation 2. I think PlayStation 2 came out in 2000. Let's see. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, March 4th, 2000. Yeah. So it was a year too early. Yeah. Because, like, they had a lot of cool, like, first-party games. Like, they owned, like, the NFL 2K, I believe, franchise at the yes. time. And that game fucking rocked. Randy Moss was on the cover of one of those guys. All streaks. Pick the vice and go all streaks. <laughs> you just throw it deep to Moss. 
Moss, Carter, or Reed. You yeah. can just chuck it up there and they'd catch it every fucking time. I'd be teams. I'd start like a season mode. God, that console was so good. Yes. It had fuck it had soul caliber. You oh! had soul caliber? That's like Tekken, but that doesn't S- suck. Oh my god. Everybody Man. was hyped about Tekken back in the day. Remember Tekken? Fuck Tekken. I Tekken Soul Caliber. Soul Caliber was where it's at. Like, remember the Sega 32X? Soul Caliber had a lady that had a sword that turned into a whip. Oh. Remember the 32X? Yes. So that was a peripheral that yeah. yep. you would literally, it, it was like a cartridge at the bottom, but then a, a, like another cartridge holder at the top. You put it into your Genesis. <laughs> yep. And it would expand the memory from 16-bit. To 32 bit, and I remember that fucking thing. I got a fucking Virtua Fighter. You got that Wolf guy. He sucks. And they got, you're fighting. It's like sumo rules. You can throw him off the fucking thing. And I went from Nintendo 64 to Dreamcast, and it was like night and day. I was like, I never want to play anything else. Do you? Did you ever play Power Stone? No. I've Power heard. Stone on Dreamcast is one of the greatest games of all time. It was insane. Dude, and it, it was it was a blatant like, oh, this was obviously made in Japan because they they had like you ate rice cakes and stuff to like boost your health. And I had no idea what they were until I saw them in a Pokemon cartoon later on. If but, I eat rice cakes, is it going to boost my health? I don't think so. I think Damn. Makes, I think it makes you morbidly obese. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. A lot of conservatives have been telling me that they had to eat rice cakes and ramen to survive when they were paying <laughs> off their hundred thousand dollar student loans. Dude. They also had, like, the first massively multiplayer online role-playing game. Which was? Fantasy Star Online. Oh. Yeah. It was a big deal. That Sonic Adventures was pretty sweet, too. Oh, and they had that big fat cat that fished. (laughs) Remember that fat cat that fished? Remember that guy? It's going to be a big one. Dreamcast ruled. What I'm saying is we should hook up that Dreamcast and play Sega Bass Fishing. I'll bring it over. (laughs) (laughs) Enjoy your fishing. Enjoy your fishing. (laughs) We will. We're going to have a great time. Enjoy your your fishing. If anybody's expecting any other sound effects, don't. You're not going to get them because I cleared the entire board with just fucking 15 Dreamcast fucking Sega Bass Fishing. Wow, what a pull. Okay, an average size. Oh, a big one. This is what you get with yeah, you're almost there before <laughs> you're the about timer. to come. Yeah, you're almost there. <laughs> there you go. This is fast fishing. <laughs> we finished before the timer, and this is what you get. We're eating up the clock now. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to mention one thing before we actually let's start the episode after yeah. this. Okay. I think we've I think we've yeah. dragged Dreamcast far enough. Uh, it is Lynn's Twitter is actually L Y N N Y. Neil, oh. not Lynn Neil, Linny Neil. So that is Lynn's at. I wanted to get that right. Okay. Lynn is a loyal clone Casanova. Very proud to have her on board. Yes. Uh, also a co-host of her own podcast, the Sapphic Skywalkers podcast, which I think we mentioned I don't know, a few episodes back. Yeah. But give him a follow. It's at Sapphic Skywalk. So, yeah. Um, should we actually talk about the episode? <laughs> yeah. Are you going to hit the sound again? Which one? Ba-ba-ba-dum. Oh, yeah. We enjoy can. your fishing. All right. We'll enjoy the fishing. Thank you, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend.
My theory is Tom inadvertently crumpled his notes and threw them in the garbage. I got them. There they are. You th- <laughs> Just from muscle memory, you thought the episode was over. <laughs> so you crumpled the notes. I'm not used to finishing that 30 minutes. I was like, wow, we really knocked that episode out of the park. Here we go. Okay, I got this my is notes. going to be great. They're very crumpled. Okay, what episode? <laughs> the Lost Commanders. Okay, now where we left off, a um, whole lot of jazz going on. Yeah. Uh, but it sounded they like... Were bebopping and scatting all over the place. <laughs> oh, fuck, man. I wish I still had my sign. I don't got Seinfeld. There we go. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, so we're going to start off here on... Uh, they're with the Phoenix crew. That's who they're hanging out with currently. So as we know, that's Commander Sato. Yes. Um, remember that line in The Simpsons when Otto was like on that dating service? Yeah. And he's like, my name is Otto. <laughs> I love to. I can't remember what he Get says. Plato. <laughs> so stupid. Um, First note of the episode. Tanif Force, fucking awesome. Yeah. Or, oh, Corvettes are awesome. Yeah, so they, they're on the uh, Corellian Corvette, and we're going to listen to our first clip. Commander Sato is on a hollow. I don't know if he's still in an escape pod or where he is, but his ship's gone. It's yeah. toast. <laughs> he wanted to stay. I know. What an idiot. He wanted to go down <laughs> with the ship. <laughs> Legendary. <laughs> That's wild. That thing was fucked. <laughs> He changed his mind so quick. He's like, all right, I guess we'll go. Uh, but our first clip is going to be Commander Sato checking in on the hollow. And then we're going to get Ahsoka talking to old Desert Bridger. Oh, Kanan Jarrus. We got to go meet up with somebody that's going to help out the cause. I left the ship sound effect flying. They're flying. Woo-hoo-hoo. The destruction of our command ship has severely limited our ability to fight the Empire in this sector. So maybe we don't fight uh, Commander Sato, sir? When things got tough for me, I'm gonna fall, I'd go find some place to hide. You are never shy with your opinions, Ezra Bridger. But establishing a base is a good idea. Problem is, none of the potential bases we know of have the tactical advantage we need to protect what's left of our fleet. Or aid the nearby system suffering from Imperial oppression. We can't help others if we can't help ourselves, Kanan. If only we had more allies. I know someone who might be able to help us. A great military commander with a vast knowledge of the Outer Rim. He could assist us in finding a base, and his experienced leadership would make him a powerful ally. How do we recruit this leader? That's the problem. I lost track of him a long time ago, and all my transmissions have gone unanswered. We can find him. Let us try. Well, there is one option I've not yet attempted. Oh, when Chopper laments. Is that the head of an old tactical droid? These droids were great at finding. They got an LEBD head. A few times when we didn't want to be found. How in all the galaxy is that droid gonna find your friend? Do not underestimate that droid. I heard he was last seen in the Silo system. You can start there. You're not coming with us. I have something else to attend to. The Sith Lord. There are questions. Questions that need answering. God, I, I love wish that we line. could go with you. You have your own mission, Ezra. And Kanan, if you find my friend, you must trust him. If he's all the things you say, we can't afford not to. Trust him. 
Soka really what hammered that, that one. I have no idea. It's gonna be a big one. It's gonna be a big one. Yeah, you're almost there. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what do you think that guy, if he had to name his character, would? What, what do you think he would name it? Sato. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, if the guy, the Japanese voice actor that played the American for Sega Bass Fishing, what do you think he would name it? Phil. Phil. <laughs> yes. I was going to go with Jack. Okay. It's going to be a big one. Chance to aim for the big one. <laughs> it's so great. God, that game fucking rule. What's the biggest bass you I caught? I feel so bad. I feel so bad whenever I call a customer service line, and it's obvious they outsource to, like, Pakistan or yeah. India, and they're like, hello, my name is Tom. I'm here to help you. And it's like, no, you can tell me your name. Yeah. I can call you by your name. Yeah. Here's, yeah. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> yes. It's fine. You're not, you know. <laughs> Hello. I would love to I will respect you, you just Mac, as much. With your Mac computer, yes. you can call me Gary. Well, they're used to people that wouldn't respect them as much if their yeah, name wasn't Tom, yes. which is unfortunate. But um, I want to know their real name. I really want to know who I'm getting down to the nitty gritty with my uh, my iPad. Yeah. You know? Am I talking to Tom or am I talking to a sheesh? You know? Like, <laughs> He's a very helpful person uh, when I trained the India people for my job. Uh, Sheesh. Sheesh? Yeah, he's standout. Yeah. Real standout. Love that guy. He's great. He's great. Whoa, that was the wrong one. Hold on. Enjoy your fishing. Okay, let's get back to the episode. With that clip, though, I did notate Ashley Eckstein. She, like, matured up Ahsoka's voice a lot. I love that. Now, when she said that line, um, there's questions that need to be answered. It reminded me of like the one thing that really got me hyped during the Hobbit movies. When Gandalf isn't going, he's got to leave the fucking, he's got to, he's like, yeah, I saw Thorin's company. I got to go do something quick. And they're like, where, where the fuck are you going? He's like, there's questions, questions that need to be answered. Is that where he like researches for seven years about Bilbo having the ring or something like that? No, he goes and he uh, investigates a Dol Guldur, uh, ah. which is the, where the necromancer staying, which is like a spirit. And it's the spirit of Sauron. Are you getting excited for that series? It's sneaking up on me. On Amazon? Just like. House of the Dragon snuck up on me. I had no idea that was. Did you even, watch it? I haven't yet, but I and I was. I'm so fucking cynical after that last season. I'll say this. Um, I don't know. We got mixed reviews from the clone cast and Ovis. Okay. Um, but Force Priestess is on board with me. I'm invested. So okay, I'm back. Okay, I'm back. What's the What's that actor's name? The Doctor Who actor who also played King Philip, Matt Smith. Yes. Yeah. Like. I just see, I see like stills of him in that character, and I want to watch just based on him. Yeah, he, he is I, a fucking phenomenal. Actor. I honestly think I don't like. There's a standoff brewing. I'll say that, and okay. I think he has the potential to be hated like I hated fucking Joffrey. Yes, yeah, and that's what I've heard. The potential, yeah, it's interesting. There, uh, he's the ungrateful prick brother. He, there are. Like the things that I've seen so far in just like random TikToks. Yeah. It's like this is the lore building and shit that got me like first into Game of Thrones. Do you have HBO? Yeah. Watch. What? Like, Before we record it. next time, watch the first two. Okay. And we can talk about because uh, I'd message Force Priestess on TikTok. Uh, re- follow us, Clonecast Pod. I'd love to interact with you on there on TikTok. I'll send you funny videos. <laughs> um, but Force Priestess was like, yeah, no, I'm totally all in lexus out san fran way um yeah i don't know dude like i'm 
kind of with her, like the first two have kind of hooked me. Okay. It's got like I it's it was weird too. Watch the first episode. I wasn't even pumped about it. And Clark, my buddy John, yeah. he was all like, "Dude, you gotta, dude, you watch it tonight." I'm like, "I don't, I don't really care." That, and he's like, "You gotta watch it." And I was like, "It snuck up on me. I haven't even thought about this series. Like, I'm so far checked out from Game of Thrones at this point. I feel like that the end of Game of Thrones left such a poor taste in so many. It was so mouths dumb. It was so dumb that we all were like, "Fuck this and fuck whatever comes after it." Yeah. And I like I was super all in on Game of Thrones. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I mean, you see me at the Kenobi series, like I'm like eating that shit up. Like, yeah, fucking feed me. But even like I was like, this is fucking horrible ending. Yeah. But I'll say it so far has delivered. So then with Game of, or with Lord of the Rings, what is it? Power of the Ring? Well, it's kind of the, the reason I went into that is because it's kind of the same thing. It's like sneaking up on me. Like I looked it up and it's like, oh, that comes out in three days. <laughs> And so I have to figure out my fucking Prime password. I mean, I know I'll have to... Like, I changed my Prime password to one of those ridiculous Google Chrome suggested things because, like, my Amazon account was compromised. Yeah, so it's like dollar sign ampersand. <laughs> yeah. X3. Hey, don't give it away! Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know how I'm going to fucking log into Prime on my Roku. I'm going to be sitting there. <laughs> All right, I got to go. I got I to get the exclamation point. All right, now I need... But is that something? So is that something that you're like have thought about and, and are excited about? No. Okay. But I'm sure I'll watch. And I'm like, here we go. Okay. <laughs> you know, I don't know, man. Like, I have been so deep into Star Wars since we started this mm-hmm. that like all of my other fandoms have suffered because of it. I haven't even the second season of Picard. Oh, that's right. Has yeah. finished, and when season one came out, I watched every episode at midnight. <laughs> Because I was just so happy to get John Luke again. Yeah. But I have not watched the second season of Picard. Uh, House of the Dragon completely snuck up on me. And now I'm kind of like, okay, yeah, it's it's totally worth I'll reactivating. Yeah. yeah. And now this, it's just, you know, when they first announced it, I was like, oh, here we go. And I just, nah. I But I'm sure I'll watch it and I'll be obsessed. But. Should I? So I, I think I've watched through... Lord of the Rings once, but it was like to annoy a friend of mine who insisted that I watched it, and he showed me like the extended cuts at like midnight. Why would they do that? That's because not how you introduce a somebody to this idiot. And so, like, I only was watched it Joel? That... Yes, it was. Oh, I called it. <laughs> <laughs> that guy sucked. And I only watched it so I could like I made him. I was like, all right, let's recap the each episode, and I made him refer to each character. As something that I referred to. So I was like, all right, so what does Magneto do during that? And I just did it to piss him off. Yeah. Um, so how great would it be if I got really into this Amazon show without ever being into the original Lord of the Rings? Well, I would say this. I mean, if we were just strictly from a chronological perspective in the Lord of the Rings universe, the Tolkien verse. This would be the first out of the video stuff. This is the first to watch. It would like, yeah. This is give me a good foundation. This is the forging of the great rings, um, and Sauron the Deceiver. Uh, we might get. I'm really excited. We might actually see the first men, um, which uh, Aragorn is the last remaining of that line. The ah. men that live a very long time. Um, it's possible that. But yeah, no. Anyways, we're way off topic. Also, speaking of you, someone stealing your identity online, 
Something I didn't bring up last week that I wanted to bring up. I forgot about. It's going to cause me stress. No, no, because okay. I showed you it and you actually thought it was funny. I was at work randomly last Wednesday in a meeting in the morning and I got a message or I got I got an email from Walmart that my mobile order was ready for pickup that. Oh, yeah, like yeah, four, yeah. Four or five p.m. <laughs> and I was, was like, great. I didn't I didn't place any mobile order. What the fuck is this? And I like logged into my and I haven't ordered anything from Walmart in years. And then I like logged into my Walmart account and looked. And sure enough, I have like a mobile order placed <laughs> and the items on my mobile. I saw that if you're going to go through the, the total, yeah. the total on the mobile order was three hundred and seventy five dollars. I was like, what the fuck? Could this be something that I like? inadvertently placed in you honestly should have like uh, before you finish when i looked at what was ordered i was like you should have let them pick it up and then <laughs> reported it because <laughs> they clearly needed those paper towels but continue so yes so the there were three, <laughs> there were three items on the order uh number one was a nintendo switch that if i'm gonna steal something that's probably high on the nintendo list of retail switch, things yeah, to steal yeah yeah, yeah yeah uh number two was a uh a family pack uh, of <laughs> of three pound ribeye steaks. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you want to have the fam over for a fucking Nintendo Switch grill out, you know? And then, of course, naturally, the other item the on the towels. order was a family size pack of bounty paper towels. Bounty. It was, a, it was a six pack. Are you a bounty guy? Yeah. You are? Well, whatever Costco carries. I'm a Viva guy. Have you ever tried Viva? Well, those that's too velvety. <laughs> it feels like I'm throwing away a washcloth. I can't use Viva. It's so good. Are you crazy? Oh, those perforated edges, they rip easy. You might as well go and buy fabric, wipe your <laughs> hands know. with it, and throw it in the trash. Hey, man, I'm a fucking king. What do you expect? <laughs> I like the Viva. Yeah, but a Nintendo Switch stakes in paper towels. So, like, I was pissed off that someone hacked my Walmart account, but at the same time, it was like, hats off to you. It sounds like a fun night. Well, do they not need any seasoning for the snakes? Well, that was my question. You want no, any A1? No seasoning for the steaks and no game for the Switch. Yeah. It was like, why not put, if you're going to this, if, you, if, you've if you're gone going this to this far, effort, yeah. put Breath of the Wild on there. Yeah. If I, if, like, if I was in that position... I would buy everything. Yes. Buy as much as you can. I mean, I guess maybe from a standpoint of like, oh, if we buy this much, they're going to immediately notify him via text or something. But if you're going, if if the total is $375, I mean, I don't think yeah. going that much more would make a difference. I'll give him a 7.5 out of 10 on the Switch. That seems like an obvious theft choice. Um, but the, the fucking stakes... I mean, I'll give that a five. But it was what are you buying food? It was funny that it is a mobile pickup order. So I like, theoretically, I could have went to, and it's the Walmart that's not that far away from here. It's like the, the next Grove? neighborhood over. No, oh, Bro the Brooklyn Park? Yeah. Okay. So theoretically, I could have went to Walmart and picked this order up, showed them my ID, yeah. and walked out with this order. <laughs> <laughs> and then just returned it. Yeah. <laughs> but I kind of wanted to like hang out by the customer service desk and just be like, all right, I want to meet this dude. Like, yeah, all right, I dig your style. I, I just would have got more. <laughs> like, you know, I got a TV to play that Switch on? That, You're I not going to buy like a Mario game? Yeah. 
Like, come on. But at first I thought it was like someone figured out my credit card information. But then I was like, no, well, then I wouldn't have gotten an email about it. So what they did was is they ordered it from your Walmart username. Yeah, they hacked into my Walmart account. So they they used the associated card, card. I had a card saved to the Walmart account. And then they just ordered with that. Yeah. I don't know. Wow, what a pull. <laughs> it's not a great pull. I mean, that order, paper towels is like a one out of ten on the theft scale. It's great. Like, if you really need paper towels that bad, I would recommend this. And you can't get them, just go into Walmart, grab them, and leave. <laughs> I'm not saying to do it. I'm just saying if I were to do it, that's how I would but do I it. I will give it, like... If you're going to get a family pack of steaks, ribeye is the way to go when you're not paying for it. If it would have been like sirloin, then yeah, like what the fuck are you doing? Like, no, they know what they're doing. Yeah, they just get a 12 pack of no name steaks, sirloins. Yeah. Uh, That ain't the way to go. No, ribeye. They got they got the right idea. You ribeye cut. Oh, I like I like my ribeye. (laughs) (laughs) Know what I like? I like a filet. Yeah, of course. You're a filet guy. What? What's that supposed to mean? It's a nice lean cut. Yeah, it's very tender, dude. Oh, I can take. I can take. I like my marbling. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. no. <laughs> I can take a butter knife and cut through a medium, fucking fillet. Yeah, of course they got no fat on them though. You need the fat for the flavoring. No, you don't. That's, you just oh, end up chewing. No. I get that shit in my mouth and end up chewing it for like ten minutes, looking like an asshole at the dinner table. Not ribeye fat. Ribeye fat that melts in your mouth whenever i get fat in my mouth for mistake i feel like jerry with uh grandma mama's napkins <laughs> like oh yeah this is great and i'm putting the fat in there i don't want to swallow that shit no i'm telling you though you get a most underrated steak in america is you go to outback steakhouse <laughs> and you get you get the victorian filet with the blue cheese crumb crust Tell him Tom sent you. Yeah, Jermaine taught me that. Yeah. <laughs> you get that. Then you get the mashed, the garlic mashed potatoes on the side. And then they're like, well, you get a second side as well. What are you going to get? Know what Tom gets? Take a guess. Shrimp cocktail. I get fries. <laughs> so I got the garlic mashed potatoes and I got French fries to combine with we my to, fucking filet. We need to go on a clone cast field trip, and I need to take you to some restaurants just to see how you will react to it. I've been to good restaurants. I know. I've but, been to a good steakhouse. But not with me. I want to see it firsthand. I am not this taking a field great. trip. You know what the problem is? That's going to cost us hundreds of dollars. <laughs> you realize these restaurants, like even Outback, I could spend $100 there easy. Well, that's overpriced. Have you had the Victorian filet? <laughs> I'll put the Victorian filet from fucking Outback up against any fucking bullshit you want to bring me to Ruth Chris, fucking Manny's, fucking Murray's, any of those fucking JD Hoyts, any of those places. I'll put the Outback fucking Victorian filet up against their best steak. I will do it. Give me them all in a row. It'll be a taste test. Put all the medium rare right in front of me, and I will tell you, I will bet the Outback holds its ground. <laughs> the Outback Challenge. So, just a thought. Maybe the timer's not a good idea. <laughs> Dude, we have gotten wildly off topic. We tried. <laughs> but the problem is, this is the problem. We don't we're, even... we're two minutes into this episode. 
Yes! Let's let's take a break. I gotta pee. Can we take a break? <laughs> let's let's gather ourselves. Let's gather ourselves. I'm gonna take a piss. Uh, uh, what the fuck is wrong with us? We're we're gathering ourselves. We're taking a break. I don't know how you do what you do. I'm so in love with you. It just keeps getting better. Okay, so I played Amazed for you. I played a little Eternal Flame. We've gathered ourselves. I think we're back <laughs> yeah. on topic. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just quote tweeted the Republican gubernatorial, gubernatorial candidate. He is a doctor. So He is a doctor that thinks vaccines are bad. Um, <laughs> very strange, man. He's got him a lot of traction. But he's the family doctor of the year, according to his ads. He was uh, whatever the fuck that means. That could be like the... Uh, the Christian scientist family doctor of the year. It's like, yeah, no, we don't need to vaccinate for polio. And then their kids have just got like crooked ass spines. Yeah, that's the same doctor that's uh, uh, Jim Henson and Bob Marley. The Christian scientists who are like, no, 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 no. Really? Pray it away. Bob Marley tried to pray away his brain cancer. Well, I think it was. I think that was more on the uh, Rasta religion standpoint okay. where if if. He was just more like, hey, man, I'm just going to get high and fucking no, live. No, no, no. If I remember correctly, uh, the Rasta religion, it has to do with, like, the body needs to remain whole. And so Bob Marley had cancer, in, I think, in his big toe. And so he went to the doctor, and the doctor was like, oh, we can amputate that, and then your cancer's gone. And it was against the Rasta religion to, like, amputate anything. So he was like, no, that's against the religion. And then it, like, spread to his bones, and then he was like dead within a few months it was in his big toe it was something like very very easy to amputate that would not have affected anything but it was against like the roster religion that's what i read somewhere it could be something that is completely so you're not claiming to be a bob marley historian is what you're saying right i read his wikipedia once five years ago do you like could you be loved it's a great song. <laughs> it's a good one. Man, that's too bad. I know. So religion bad. Well, and Jim Henson. Jim Henson had a very treatable cancer, but he was a Christian scientist. And they he were like, was? Yeah. Oh, and man. And they were like, sorry, nope, can't do any kind of treatment. And then he fucking died from a very treatable illness. Did they pray over it? I don't know. Okay. Well, I just want to make sure you get those. Yeah, I'm sure. I, I could be, hey, you know what? I could be wrong, but I went the scientific route and I got an insulin pump. It's been treating me pretty well, so. I'd like to see Adam without his pump. <laughs> yeah. Just, Just be dead within a couple yeah. of days. <laughs> He'd be hopping around on one leg. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, I lost a couple toes. <laughs> Speaking of which, I broke my other toe the, the other day while I was helping my dad fix up the house. You're doing a breaking toes left and right. I broke my toe on my one foot, finally healed, then coming off of a ladder, broke my other toe. Oh, yeah. On the other foot. Those ladders are a tricky beast. Apparently I like limping. I was on a ladder yesterday. Yeah? Um we had some storms roll through over the weekend. Clearing out some gutters? Yeah. Well the thing is I got a tree that's kinda getting old and I might need to get cut down. So a huge branch kind of pushed off it, but it got cut and it got caught in the healthy oak tree. But it's hanging right above my doorstep, 
So I went up on the ladder and I was trying to knock it down. <laughs> I had like a stick. It's very hard. I tried throwing shoes at it. I got my shoes stuck on the Why roof. Why the fuck are we using a timer at all at this point? <laughs> I don't have a timer active. I think we defeated the timer for the sake of defeating the timer, and then we were just like, free for all. Let's go. It's completely unspoken. Okay, let's talk about this episode. This is a big episode. It's a big one. So Ahsoka's heading out to do her investigation. This all started with me comparing... Uh, her line to Gandalf's line. Yes. Yeah, and it yeah, yeah. just, it ended up me yelling about steakhouses. <laughs> I named like half of the fucking, oh, have you ever had PS steak? No. It's in Minneapolis. I know all the steakhouses. Did you ever have Birch before it closed down? No. Uh-uh. It closed down during pandemic. They had a lovely dessert called a chocolate tart. <laughs> have you ever had a chocolate tart? Oh, I've had cl- chocolate tarts. <laughs> have Flourless? you? Flourless? Have you had a flourless chocolate tort? That's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. Yeah. It was a bittersweet delight. But it's gone now. They shut down during the pandemic. We got to go to there's a place called Creekside Supper Club here locally. We got to go there. I I'm a, a big pro- supper club guy. I love supper clubs. <laughs> <laughs> they have a prime rib there. You would have think you died and gone to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> supper club. You know what my mom used to call McDonald's? Back in the day, <laughs> Mac and Don's Supper Club. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want to go to Mac and Don's Supper Club? <laughs> A little fat kid. Oh, yeah. Really <laughs> <laughs> My favorite thing was when I discovered fat-free yogurt when I was like a pudgy little kid. Now they want to get in shape. <laughs> like, I discovered chocolate fat for yogurt, and I remember vividly, like, my mom bought it. it was like Edie's or some brand. <laughs> I got home from school before she got home from work, and I just took it out of the fucking freezer, and I just <laughs> took a big spoon, and I was just sitting there eating it, like, watching Power Rangers. <laughs> and she walks in, and it's, like, half gone, like a gallon of this shit. It's, like, half gone. And she's like, Tom, what are you doing? I was like, well, it's fat-free. It's fine. (laughs) I was the most American kid, man. I was the most American shit ever. (laughs) It's fat-free. It's fine. (laughs) Remember that back in the day? Like, everything... Oh, like no. The fat-free craze. I remember because I w- I'm a diabetic, so, like, I would eat sugar-free stuff. <laughs> I would eat I would eat snack wells <laughs> yeah, because snack they were wells. sugar-free. But then you would look <laughs> at the packaging, and it's, like, zero added sugar. But the carbs were, like, 35 grams <laughs> per serving. And, like, carbs turn to sugar in your body, but because of some weird... Like marketing manipulation, they were able to say sugar free. Adam's a little hyper. We'll give him a snack. Well, he'll be taking a nap in no time. (laughs) Snack well. My blood sugar is three hundred (laughs) and seventy-five. Oh, these. What are those little? uh, What are the little? uh, They're like cookies, but they're uh, fig newtons. Yeah, yeah. Fig (laughs) newtons. Well, they don't got any fat. They're good for you. It's straight sugar. We didn't know. How dumb were we as a society just like 20 years ago? Oh, very dumb. <laughs> we, are, we continue to be very dumb. Are Fig Newtons still a thing? Yeah. Well, we should get some Fig Newtons. Oh, they're a delight. <laughs> oh, I didn't like them as a kid. They're you know, fruit paste, you know? It's kind of pasty. I like a fig. 
Maybe we should just call it. <laughs> we just like don't even let's just move on. This. Yeah, this is the one episode we don't talk about Star Wars at all. <laughs> one of the biggest characters returning. We're just like pack it in. Okay, I'm my gonna... next. My next. No, my next note is Ahsoka is hot. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Calm Ashley, down. Keep it tight. <laughs> Ashley Eckstein ages up that voice all of a sudden. No, that's what we were talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, I'm gonna power through the next part before we get to the next clip. Okay. Yep. Don't even stop me. All right. Okay, so the Ghost Crew is going to go seek out this commander. They drop out of hyperspace at a planet called Celos. Um, once they drop out of hyperspace, their control panel immediately starts on fire. Chopper apparently didn't do a very good job of taking the hyperdrive, and Hera's yelling at him for it. Um, so Hera and Chopper have to stay back to put out this fire, get the ghosts repaired so they can get the hell out of there at some point. So we have Sabine, Zeb, Ezra, and Kanan, and they are taking the Phantom down to the planet. This planet is called Celos. It is very deserty. I would say that. It's very salt flatty. It's salt flats. It's the crate. It's a salt fast yeah. on crate on Last Jedi. Um, so as they're going down to the planet of atmosphere, they take the awesome low energy battle droid head, which I'm not even gonna be able to do justice how happy I was to see this thing. I was gonna say I was really it's happy. A big moment. Yeah. They plugged him in. I will say the voice was disappointing. It the was, voice was and, different. And the head itself, the shape, it was much more elongated. Like, they changed that. Well, I expected a difference there. Yes. As anything with Rebels, there's a slightly different, there's a different animation. Yep. Um, but the voice was different, which really hurt my feelings. But I will still stand by the low-energy battle droid that is the greatest, like, ancillary character in all of Star Wars. <laughs> but there's one that stands above them all. The first one? <laughs> no. Oh, the Kobe Bryant one? <laughs> no. Which one? <laughs> the one that was partnered up with Watt Tambor. Oh! Watt Tambor! <laughs> I was like, fuck this shit. Yeah. I'm getting on this ship. I'm <laughs> the fuck out of here. He left him to die. <laughs> that guy rocked. <laughs> What Tambor sucks. He had the battle droids loading on loot. He was like, I'm the fuck out of here. Fuck this shit. We don't talk about caloric values. What do you think it would a Watt Tambor grilled up would cost? <laughs> it's a like green pepper. You cut that head it's up. A bell pepper. Throw it in what uh with a what Lerman? What's an onion head? What would that No, be? I'd cut that thing. I'd cut Watt Tambor up, I'd throw him in a wok. And yeah. <laughs> you throw some chick teriyaki chicken in there. Oh you got a lunch. <laughs> you got a lunch. Um. Okay, so the LEBD starts scanning, and he starts. Re- he he locks on to something. He keeps says, saying saying seven five six seven seven five six seven seven. That's the signal he's locked onto. Now seven seven five six seven. Whatever CT seven five six seven. That is, is Rex's clone designation. <clears throat> so, um. So they follow that, like they lock onto it, and they follow that that repeating code, and we see an old Republic tank, an ATTE, just kind of walking in the salt flats by itself. It's a very steampunky looking ATTE. Yeah, and I've already made the episode art, and I'm not going to change it now. But uh, have you ever seen Howl's Moving Castle? Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. So it's a Miziaki. It's like a Studio Ghibli thing. It's a steampunk ATTE, and it's something that I swear to God you would see in like a Studio Ghibli film, yep. which are fucking immaculate films, by the way. They're amazing. Yeah, Spirited Away. Whoa, <laughs> uh, Give me a Lego set of that fucking bad <laughs> yeah. boy. Um, but yeah, so it's like a. I swear to God, it was like it was a tribute to Miziaki. Yeah, 
It just felt like it just looks like something straight out of it. One of his movies. There are multiple shots in this episode where they're obviously taking from that because they're they're like they particularly they they like picked this landscape on purpose because it is completely flat and and salt like. So they're like showing the walker against that and it's just the contrast between them is yes the so contrast beautiful. of like nothingness with like this funky looking thing yes. that's blowing steam out its ass yes it's really cool um i still don't know how i stand on the walker as a lego set oh it's a good one i like a clean walker oh now, there's a clean walker that this just has, got released this has this has ladders and ropes and shit hanging it's interesting off of it. it's interesting yeah. i really do like an att yep they're interesting tanks I think they're the most underrated Star Wars vehicle. They're very cool. They are very cool. Then again, they have had like four Lego sets now made about them. So I don't. I, maybe I'm wrong in calling it underrated. But they're cool. So before you knew, so okay, <clears throat> Ahsoka alluded to she's putting them into touch with an old contact of hers. Are you trying to discuss the episode right A now? A little We're bit. We're trying to catch up. Trying to get us back on track. Okay. So if you didn't know it was Rex, you obviously knew it was Rex before. Yeah, because the, the, the fucking image tile for the fucking thing. And also, like, I've seen uh, Hot Comics has a Rex, old Rex action figure that yes. I've looked at before. And it says Rebels right on it. So yep. I knew he was. And just, again, I've said this a million times, and I feel like I'm repeating myself every time. But existing on Star Wars Twitter, I learn things yep. that I don't intend to learn. So, so I knew Rex you, was coming back. If you didn't know it was Rex, could you think of anyone else that you might have thought it would been? Well, I mean, Ahsoka's already like a great military commander. I know. And so for Ahsoka to say that, and like if I was to associate a clone with Ahsoka, it would be Rex. Well, would you think it's a clone or would you think it's some kind of Jedi that made it past the purge? True, but the ATTE seems very clone. Correct. But like before. Because she alludes to, I'm putting you into a contact of mine. Yeah. Before you even see the ATTE. So, like, my thought is, would you think, without knowing that it's that's Rex, tough to tell? Would you know? Would you think, like, oh my god, she's going to send them to a Jedi, or would you go to a clone? Knowing what I know about Ahsoka, mm-hmm. I would have still guessed rest Rex, but without the seventh season of Clone Wars, because this aired. Before the seventh season of Clone Wars. I still would have guessed Rex. Okay. Because where we left Ahsoka after season five, as far as we knew with season six and what they left us with, because this did come out before season seven of Clone yep. Wars. As far as we knew with Ahsoka, like she was done with the Jedi Order. Yeah. And she described a great military leader. She yeah. Now like when I think Rex though. I, I think he is a, a great military leader, but I wouldn't say great military leader. He seems too a man of the people for that. You know, like, it's not like fucking Patton who's a psychopath. <laughs> you well, know, like... great. So we're skewed because we're American. So great military leader, quote unquote, in our minds. Douglas MacArthur. We think of fucking Patton, psychos that want to... Absolute psychos. Absolute psychos. <laughs> Douglas MacArthur. What? He's a what? psycho. He is. He wanted to nuke. He got fired because he wanted to nuke Korea during the Korean War. Yeah. 
<laughs> and Truman was like, nah, I don't think so. So it stands. He's a psycho. Yes. No, nah, I didn't say anything. I'm not defending him. the man. Nah, you seemed like you were defending him for no. a second. If we talk too long about Douglas MacArthur, we're going to get off topic again. But my yeah. point is. Blowback. I think Rex podcast. is a great military commander. You're fucking promoting successful podcasts. <laughs> it's a very but good podcast. I wouldn't define him as that. So if I was describing Rex to somebody, I would not say a great military commander. You say a great friend. A good friend, a loyal soldier, somebody that we can trust. So classifying as that is a unique way. I think it's a unique way from Ahsoka to try to sell before Kanan or Ezra know anything. She's already selling him. Well, you can already tell Ahsoka's trying to kind of sidestep the fact that he's a clone because Kanan has his issues. And we'll get so. into that. So let's let's talk about that now. So our next clip is they they see this old Republic tank, really funky steampunk style looking tank, just walking through this endless desert. And um, they land right in front of it and the crew comes out to greet him. And it's going to be our next clip. It might as well be the first clip. We played the last clip so fucking long ago. <laughs> Anyways, here we go. It's just a bunch of old geezers. Well-armed old geezers. What do you want? We're looking for someone. Well, it's too bad, because there's nobody out We're here. We're at Outback Steakhouse. Hey, uh, does the number 7567 mean anything to you? What did you just there's say? There's that voice. Uh, I, I said 7567. I haven't heard those digits in it. Well, that's my birth God, number. shout out to D. Birth Bradley Baker, man. So they're clones. Kanan, wait! Stop! Jedi, they've come for revenge. That's Wolf. Drop the blaster, old man. That's how you bow you. I'll gun you down. Stand down, troopers. Now, that's an order, soldier. But he's a Jedi. A Jedi! I know, I know. But they weren't the ones that betrayed us. Remember, Wolf. Remember? Kanan, Ahsoka said to trust them. Sorry about the um, weapons malfunction. <laughs> okay, My friend here is just Jackson. a little defensive. See, we haven't seen a Jedi since. Uh, well, it's been a while. Well, my name's Ezra. This is Kanan. That's Sabine and Zeb. It's nice to meet you, 7567. Actually, my name is Rex, Captain, 501st Clone Battalion. Me, Commanders Gregor and Wolf. We were sent by Ahsoka Tano. Ahsoka Tano. I fought by her side from the Battle of Christophsis to the Siege of Mandalore. And a friend of hers is a friend of mine. Okay. So, they meet Rex and crew. So he's hanging out with Commander Wolf, who, as we know, was Plo Koon's top-ranking clone. And Gregor was the insane one that was left on the uh, psychopath planet. Um, yeah, the void planet. The void planet with Mibar Gascon. Another it? salt flatty planet. So, yeah, very similar planet. Yeah, Gregor kind of just he uh, he's drawn to them. Yep, he's a magnet. It's a magnet for him. Um. And so also, Gregor was a technically a clone commando. Wasn't a clone trooper, but he yeah. was one of those like. Ones with the like light up masks. But where we Xbox lost, game. where we last saw him on Clone Wars was uh, he got blowed up. Yeah, and he was he was distracting all these battle droids so Mibar Gascon and the uh, crew could escape. Correct. And then we see him again 
after the fact. I mean, as far as what they've released in order. But we see him. What happened to him was he was a prisoner. Um, I, I don't know the planet name. But we see him in the Bad Batch, and the Bad Batch frees him. Yes. Um, so very interesting for them to use Gregor there. I find it unique because the like Filoni clearly had grander plans for things. Like he's thinking these things out. Like I'll I'll give Gregor a backstory because you could have just wrote him off as dead after yeah. that Clone Wars episode. Yep. It would make sense, but he did didn't do that. So very unique. It's also interesting that you're watching this in the order that you are watching it because you now have a relationship with Gregor. I think you first saw him in the Bad Batch. And then you saw the Clone Wars episode, yeah. and now you're seeing this. Yeah, I'm watching in a very unique order. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's I, the wolf thing I found interesting. Now, when they, the person that was taking pot shots that Kanan ended up deflecting with his lightsaber was Wolf. Yes. Um, and that's the one that Rex had to kind of reiterate, like, no, remember these aren't the Jedi's that betrayed us. These are other Jedi's. Yeah, and I think like, he's Rex like, has a very unique way of like talking to Wolf to like get something through to him that like. And I think the way I looked at it was, Wolf had his chip removed after he executed Order sixty six. That's what I'm assuming too. And so he still has like this mental block, like where he's not going to. If he sees a Jedi, it's not like an immediate thing, but he still does have that like visceral reaction. Yep. To do it. It's not like a command, but it is a visceral reaction because he views them as traitors and he kind of he's shell shocked. Yeah. And he just immediately goes back into that mindset. And if you think about the other two people, it's like Rex, like he before he had his chip removed, he had fives talking to him and putting that thought into his head of like something's messed up. Yeah. Rex is wrong. Something's wrong. Rex had that in his head before his chip was removed. And then like. Ahsoka removed the ship and he had an entire experience after that. And then you have Gregor who like went through a shell shock experience, went through amnesia and brain damage. Probably tortured. Before even yeah. Order 66. So his head's all scrambled anyway. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it's three very unique characters. Yeah. Who've all had extremely different experiences at the end of the Clone Wars. You know? Like... Gregor, we don't know a ton about how he ended up on that planet, I don't think. At least I don't know a ton. Yeah, I, I, I think there is some kind of... He was a prisoner of the Empire, though. I think there's some kind of, like... There's some kind of comic or some kind of lore behind, like, I'm why sure. he got amnesia and why he ended up as, like, a busboy at that diner. <laughs> For the, the dickhead <laughs> Solison. Yeah. yeah. The anti-Ninub. <laughs> <laughs> Guy sucks. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, there are three unique clones that have all just kind of came together, and I think Rex is the only one. Well, I don't know. Like, Gregor, for Gregor's quirks, for all of his quirks, he still has, like, I think, like, the right worldview. I feel like Gregor's ship got damaged before it was removed. He's just having a good time. <laughs> yeah. He just wants to have fun. He's just nuts. Yeah, he's just a wild man. Yeah. But, yeah, like, Wolf, I think, went through the whole experience of Order 66, and... So, I mean, the the chip has been removed, but he's still forever damaged by it. And it is... So, Wolf was Plo, Plo Koon's clone, but he was not the clone that shot him down. 
No, it was a pilot that shot him down. Right. Now, there's also some... De- I don't know if it's even debate or if it's canon. There might be a comic about, like, Plo Koon crash-landed but survived, and then they hunted him. Well, that was the... Uh... <laughs> In the Mandalorian season two, like that was the 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 story. The tease was Filoni was pretending it was Plo Koon. right? And that was, I think that was part of that whole deal was they were trying to cover up the fact that spoilers, Luke was coming back. Sure. So he was like he made up this whole story about Plo Koon yeah. surviving, and that's how he was going to come back. Mentioning the Mandalorian season two, we are dangerously close to me getting off topic again. Uh oh! Did you see the trailer? For what? For the Hunter Biden movie. Yes. From the Daily, from Breitbart. Starring Gina Carano. (laughs) Can we, I would, could we like live review that and release it on Discord? Because I would be up for that. That's a bonus episode. (laughs) I mean, I was going to try to sell you on like Lord of the Rings, not even watching the extended editions reviews. Like a live commentary on like the Lord of the Rings standard theatrical editions. I love the fact that Gina Carano was in the like. Have you seen the trailer? Yes, I have. Top running Star Wars property. Highest rated. She was a phenomenal character that had this red carpet laid out in front of her. And she was like, nope, I don't like trans people. So I'm going to keep talking about it. And then now she's like working on movies with Ben Shapiro. It all goes back to what I've said before. Like, you can fuck up. I just think if you have, like, an earnest bone in your body where you just say, I'm sorry that this offended you. What can I do better next time? Yeah. That's all you got to do. Well, also, like, seeking to understand, too. Like, okay, I apologize. I don't understand, but I want to understand. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like she's like, nope, I don't understand. And I don't care that I don't understand. Yeah, it's like that's the thing that really she doubled down like, and she's like, you know what? I I respect trans people. I just don't respect the people that speak up for you or something. It's like what? <laughs> it's like that doesn't make sense. There's a large swath of people that are telling you this hurt their feelings, and instead of acknowledging that and seeing what you could do better next time, you decided to double down. Like I, I have a hard time saying, "Oh, poor Gina was canceled for being a fucking conservative or whatever." It's like. I would say no. You 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 really you have every opportunity in the world to grow as a human being. But if you have turned yourself off from growing and trying to understand somebody's path who's different from yours, then you're just done for. Like you just like what what what's even the point of living if you don't want to expand your mind? I would say I wish ill will towards her, but uh, (laughs) having a joint venture with Ben Shapiro has got to be a fate worse than. Well, the great thing about this movie, it's not even a Daily Wire movie. It's a Breitbart movie. <laughs> yeah, I know. And it's just Hunter Biden doing a lot of crack. Like, yeah, Hunter Biden's fucked up. Like, wh- what? What do you want? <laughs> we gotta like, figure out did how- he get a good job? Did he get a good job probably because of who his dad is? Yeah. Like, wh- what's the fucking revelation here? We got to figure out He a does a bunch to- of crack and has a lot of sex. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> we got to figure out a way to make Hunter Biden less awesome. Yeah. The dude's got a huge dick, and he does a bunch of crack, and he sleeps with a ton of women. A ton of women who are age-appropriate. Yeah! All of those ladies are at least 36 years old. And meanwhile, like, the sons that you worship are like Eric, who looks like he has a fucking lobotomy. (laughs) Don Jr., who's literally, he does a bunch of coke. He's not even cool enough to do crack. He just does coke because he's rich. 
Hunter's doing crack because he's a fucking legend. Crack is the working man's coke. Yeah, it's the working man's coke. But all all Don Jr. does is does a bunch of coke. He goes to CrossFit, gets sweaty, and then like tries to be his dad. That dude sucks so much ass. And the only thing those two have ever done, really, like if you really want to know who they are, they went in the fucking safari and shot like elephants. Like that's who these people are. My favorite. They're disgusting human beings. Hunter is just an insane fuck up. Yeah. My favorite story that I it almost makes me feel sorry for dying junior, but still I find it funny is when his dad picks him up for the Yankee game. No, no, no. He didn't pick him up. He met him at Yankee Stadium. And when he walked into the box, Don Jr. was wearing a Yankees jersey and his dad slapped him. <laughs> slapped him. And he said, how, wearing a Yankees jersey. You show up in not a suit. You need to show up in a suit. You know what's fucking great about that scenario, too? I guarantee he had the Yankees jersey over suit pants and like a dress shirt. <laughs> Like, he took the sport coat off, and he just put the jersey on. And he just had the sport coat sitting over on a chair. And that was still too much for his psychopath fucking father to bear. Like, you have to be taken seriously as a businessman at all times. In Donald Trump's defense, he probably just wanted to slap somebody. And yeah. this was a convenient vessel for that. What a weird family. <laughs> it's bonkers. That's the, the thing with, like, Joe Biden and Hunter is, like, one... Um, I don't know, like Bo died of cancer, like the, the good son <laughs> died of well, cancer before that Joe Biden's wife died and, in a car crash and, and they were child. both in the car and, like they didn't they have another sibling that died in the car crash. I think too? she was pregnant with a girl. Yes. Yeah. And they died. Those two boys survived like that's traumatic in and of itself. And then. In addition to that, then you have Bo's like cancer yeah. and shit. It's it's not comparable. No. But the thing is, like, what I was gonna say about like Joe Biden, like, I understand Joe Biden because I have a very Catholic dad. And my dad, I swear to fucking God, if I was like a coked out fucking guy that's just like got a job off his coattails and like you got paid a million dollars from some like Ukrainian oil company or something like well, that's that. That's the thing. If your dad found found himself in a position of power, he would find find you a gig doing something like yes, that. Yes, absolutely. And on top of that, as I fuck it up, he would still be the same guy. Like I know these Catholic dads; they'd be the same guy. Yeah, he'd be the absolute. He'd he'd call me every day and tell me he loves me. <laughs> And he'd leave, like, a long voicemail. Like, Joe Biden loves his kid. Yeah. That's the thing. Joe Biden actually loves his horrible fuck-up son, yeah. who's just, like, this fucking junkie that just keeps, like, is literally, like, a weight on Joe Biden that is, like, dragging him to the bottom of the ocean. But Joe Biden keeps swimming. He keeps swimming because he actually loves his son. He has actual human feelings, actual unconditional love. Trump doesn't love his kids. He wants to sleep with his daughter. That's it. That's it. That's Trump. He fucking hates Don Jr. Fucking hates him. Like, Don Jr. is a fucking 50-year-old man that is still trying to get approval from his fucking senile father. It's pathetic. Isn't it kind of crazy that he's, like, dating Gavin Newsom's ex, though? Kimberly Guilfoyle? Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, no. Yeah, but it's kind of nuts that they're like, yeah. I don't understand that dynamic. Neither do I. Like, how did Gavin Newsom... That's what I'm saying. I don't understand. I'm not a big Gavin Newsom guy, old slick Gavin. No. I will say he called out DeSantis, and it was kind of good. Yeah. (laughs) He kind of shit all over him. God, that could actually be like the... Couple of years, who knows what could change? It could be DeSantis versus is, Newsom. There is a interview. Did you listen to the Adam Carolla Gavin Newsom interview? Well, this is before he went full chug. Oh, this right? was like in 2012, 2013. When he was lieutenant governor. Yeah. No, I did not listen. Oh, to Adam Carolla, he held his feet to the fire. Really? <laughs> not really, but <laughs> he Adam thought Car- he was doing. It. Adam Carolla has been running on it since then. Anyways, let's move on. Oh, yeah, we're talking about Star Wars. Moral of the story is Joe Biden loves his kids. Yes, he does. Donald Trump doesn't love his kids. Donald Trump loves taking pictures with famous people and hosting uh, Saudi golf tournaments at his golf courses. Well, if Jared Kushner goes to jail for Donald Trump, then he would love his kid's husband. They must have some handshake agreements like, okay, you marry her, but you can't sleep with her. Artificial insemination only. Must be something like that, right? Nah. <laughs> Jared got $2 billion from the Saudis for one of his fuck. What did he, what's he going to do with that $2 billion? Is he going to go buy some fucking apartment building in the Bronx? It's a consulting fee. Fucking gentrify a neighborhood? Consulting. And then nobody rents out his fucking apartment? Yeah. But he somehow doesn't pay taxes on any of it? God forbid they fucking 10K student loan. Jesus fucking Christ. This episode's off the rails. I don't give a fuck. They're fucking insulting me, man. Okay, so they meet the clones. I'm, I'm, hey, man, I got fucking swindled. I got swindled. I've been paying. You got swindled a lot like Rex got swindled. Good call. So there we get know. inside the tank. Yeah. Jesus, we are fucked. <laughs> This might be the worst episode yet. Um, inside the tank, we go into like the cockpit of the tank, and we see Rex's helmets in there. Ezra kind of plays with these. No, like, we don't see Rex's helmet. We see all of their helmets. Okay, but I've specifically mentioned Rex's yes. helmet. Rex's helmet is the iconic helmet. Um, Ezra starts pleading. Now, Kanan, uh, let's just lay this out here because I'm going to rush through these notes, but Kanan is very checked out and very critical of the clones, and he doesn't want to trust He's them. He's standoffish. Ezra is the uh, cockeyed optimist. He's the Billy Mumphrey. And <laughs> <laughs> three people got that. <laughs> but Ezra is like, Ezra's the one that's pushing for Rex to help out. Kanan cannot be bothered. He's really perturbed by the fact that they're clones for good reason. We'll get to that in yeah. a minute. Um, but Ezra starts pleading for help from Rex. Rex is like, hey, I'm I'm retired. Um, but Ezra's like, well, is there anything that you can do to help me? We're trying to set up a base so we can get an area of operations here. Is there anything you can do to help me? Um, Rex starts to mull it over. We see Wolf. They cut to Wolf, and Wolf's like, don't, don't help him. Don't help him. Um, but Rex is like, I can pull up some coordinates for you. I, I think there's some locations that might be of interest to you. Um, so that's the plan. The ghost crew leaves the cockpit, and we see Wolf talking to Rex, and Wolf's like, hey, if the Empire finds out about this, we're fucked. So we leave it at that. Wolf's aggression is interesting. Yes. Wolf is not well. No. No. 
He and looks, and I will say this about Wolf. Clone Wars, he looks really cool, and we are obsessed with getting a black series of him. I think, did you score one? <laughs> no, I, or no, 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 I did, I did, I did. Like, there's a price alert, I got one. Okay, well, I can talk about the episode if you want to go find it. No, no, no. I'm now, not. it's in the other room. It is funny, like, each one of these clones, as they age, though, because they're svelte in the Clone Wars, in this, they're like a... Uh, they're like a football player that retires early, yeah. and then you like see them again where they're like 38, yeah. and they're like morbidly obese. Well, they're not morbidly obese, but, but they're, they're hefty. They got they got a gut. Yes. And they've also been tanning a lot. But it's the same I got a hey, full shout out to the fucking animators of this episode. Like they made it a point to age like their skin and yeah. stuff, like that they've been sitting in the sun all these years. I'm saying, like, when you're an athlete and you're working off all of that and you're eating like an athlete, when you stop working it off, all of a sudden it hits you. Yeah. And that's like when you look at, like, Kirby Puckett once he retired, all of a sudden it's like, who's that Who's that chubby guy that is saying he's Kirby Puckett? No, it was Kirby Puckett. It was Kirby Puckett, yeah. It's just Kirby Puckett couldn't eat 3,000 calories that's a day exactly anymore. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Because he wasn't working out. Yeah. Yeah, and he also got older, and you can't eat as many calories when you get older because your metabolism slows down. And a, a baseball hit him in the eye. So, oh, that fucking Dennis <laughs> Martinez. If Maddie K still listen, he knows. <laughs> he knows he's not listening anymore. Fucking Dennis Martinez. I was watching that game. It was rough. Hero went down. Yep. Hero went down. Had to retire the next year. He would have had to retire anyways. Like, he got hit in the face, but the glaucoma was not caused by getting hit in the face <laughs> yeah. by baseball. He would have had to retire anyways. But my lasting image of my sports hero is him on the ground, like, knocked out. Yep. From getting hit in the face by a pitch. And then he retired. He was batting, like, 400 that fucking spring training the next year, too. He was fucking mashing. I the love thing, Puck. The other thing Rex mentioned, he did mention Ahsoka Tano... And the fact that he fought with her from the Battle of Christophsis to the Siege of Mandalore. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I think I tried to mention that 25 minutes ago. <laughs> and this is before the Siege of Mandalore yeah. was actually animated. It's it's almost like Filoni had a plan. Yeah. The all, like Gregor being there, he had a story for him. Siege of Mandalore, that's a story there. It's like Filoni has a story in his head and he just gets the opportunity to like fill out pieces of yeah. it. Well, I think he clearly wasn't done with the Clone Wars yeah. when it ended. So, um, it, well, and based on our recent cameo, we might still get a couple of those pieces. Shh, <laughs> Devin's all worried. <laughs> oh, Sparky! <laughs> I'm gonna bang through this now. Okay. 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 So we get Gregor. He goes outside and follows the ghost crew out there out onto the the deck of the ship. We'll call it the deck of the ATT. And he's like, "Hey, since we're helping you." Can you help me? I need some help going jupa hunting. And this jupa hunting is the reason for all of my Sega bass fishing drops that we've had. Sega bass fishing. Because this was Sega bass fishing. Like, this is literally a video game that they're about to play here. He's like, I need you. He says, and he points at Zeb. And we go to commercial break there. Whatever. We come back from commercial break. We got some Star Destroyers. And I don't know where they are. They're in space, as they do. 
And we go on to the bridge of the Star Destroyer, and we see uh, Callus, and we have the Betrayer Admiral, the one that threw the poor fucking ensign under the bus. Yep. <laughs> He's still alive. He's doing fine. Pretty sure that uh, Navigator ain't doing too hot. <laughs> but um, they received a communication from a clone, an old clone communication that checked out on this planet, which is Celos, and they're going to send a probe droid out to investigate. Um, they do mention that this particular clone has sent out false messages before. That's what I wrote down. Like, so Wolf, I mean, it's Wolf that sent it out. Wolf is shell-shocked and has sent, like, random messages to the Empire before. He has a record of calls of delusional defense. Yes, he does. So, um, that, but they are gonna, like, Kallus is like, it doesn't matter. It, It doesn't matter. It's a lead. I need to send out probe droids. Send a probe droid. It's a lead. We'll follow it. Um, so our next clip is going to be uh, back on Celos. We're back at the ATT, and we have Kanan talking with Ezra. And now, Kanan has been very hesitant to uh, listen to the clones, give any kind of credence to anything they say. He's very on edge with them. And so Ezra's going to try to talk to him about it. It's going to be our next clip. Okay, you don't trust these clones, but they haven't done anything. You don't understand. They're dangerous. They could... They could what? Rex doesn't seem bad at all. Ahsoka said to trust him. You trust her, don't you? You weren't there. You weren't even born. What are you talking about? I don't feel like discussing it. It was at the end. The end of the war. Our fellow soldiers, the clones, the ones we Jedi fought side by side with suddenly turned and betrayed us. I watched them kill my master. She fought beside them for years and they gunned her down in a second. Then came for me. Later they said they had chips in their heads that made them do it. Said they had no choice. I didn't betray my Jedi. Wolf, Gregor and I all removed our control chips. We all have a choice. What it's worth, I believe we can trust Rex. Okay, so, um, I Kanan does a good job of explaining why he's having a hard time trusting clones. I think yeah. everybody can kind of understand where he's coming from. He literally saw his master executed in front of his eyes. Has he mentioned this in Rebels before? No. This is the first time that he's actually alluded to Order 66 in any great detail. I mean, the Grand Inquisitor, when he was inquisiting him, talked about Depapalaba and, and like, why did you stand by while she did this? Right. You could have done more, this and that, blah, blah, blah. But this is the first time Kanan has opened up about yes. it. We knew it affected him greatly because of what the Grand Inquisitor is saying and what it was doing to Kanan. And I forget, state did you time. read the graphic novel or the comic? about Kanan that came out? Uh, no. Because I think there is a disparity between like what we There's saw. There's a slight disparity. What we saw and in that Bad was Batch like When Bad versus... Batch came out, a lot of uh, Kanan heads were like, hey, what the fuck? You're fucking yeah. with this shit. Um, may have changed some things. I think it still generally tracks on a certain level. Basically, yes. But that Kanan comic was clarified Kanan, and then they kind of differentiated from it slightly with yeah. the Bad Batch. I... What can you do? Yep. It's not all perfect. 
Um, but no, I have not read that yet. The only pre-Rebels thing that I have read directly to Rebels crew is that A New Dawn book. Yep. How Kanan meets Hera. Um, it's a good book. How does he meet her? Ah, uh, gosh. He is... He's like running freight between this moon that the Empire is mining and this other place where they so process Kanan it. So Kanan is like a smuggler at this he's point? He's not even a smuggler. He's literally like a transporter for... That not working for the but he's contract. He's like a he's like the subcontractor of the empire. Okay. Where he's like, I'm going to take this ship that I have and I will transport it from here to there for you, and then I'll come back. You got to go through all these codes and stuff. Um, but he runs into Hera that way uh, when shit's about to hit the fan on that particular planet where he's smuggling thing, not smuggling things. You get my view. It's yeah, above board. But he's always got kind of a conscious about him. And some things transpire that lead to him partnering with Hera. Okay. It's a good book. You'll never read it. <laughs> um, so, uh, so okay. So, now, Gregor had mentioned that he needs Zeb's help, particularly with catching these jupas. Um, so, our next scene is Zeb literally tethered to the ATTE. Now, it's like a fishing line. He's walking out in front of the ATTE, but he's tethered by, like, an energy beam. Um, <laughs> it's just, it, he's he is bait. I mean, this is clearly immediately you're like, oh, he's the fucking nightcrawler yeah. worm. You know, before before this, right before this, we did see as Kanan looked away as he was looking off despondently. He did look to the ground, and as he looked to the ground, there was like a meteor hit. That it looked like, and then we see a probe droid okay. rise. Yeah, so the probe droid has landed, and Kanan just happened to not be looking yes. out into the <laughs> at distance at the right moment. time. Yeah, sorry, I forgot that part. Um, so Zeb, but we get to Zeb being used as bait. He's just walking in front of the ATT on this desert plane. And Gregor's getting super hyped. He's Gregor like, is very yeah. excited about he this. He calls the Jupiter a big bongo. <laughs> He's very excited to catch a big bongo because Jupers love Lasat. So big bongo, at least my interpretation is, this is a very specific Jupa that they've been yeah. hunting for a specific amount of time. This is that fish that's like a, a local legend. Yes, that like a that some fisherman said, I caught it, but I let it go, and it just builds like a local lore. Yep, like this big Jupiter, the bongo, this the fish, big bongo. This fish has five lures dangling yeah. from its lips from but, all the lines it snapped. Apparently, Jupers love Lasats, according to Gregor. From the smell and the taste. Yes. Now, as we know, Lasats are an endangered uh, species. <laughs> yeah. Their species has almost been eradicated by the yeah. Empire. So much so that, that Callus has remarked, like, oh, yeah, you're the only Lasat with Lasat within God knows how many fucking star systems, you know? Like, they just, there's not many of them left. Um, so as the, as Zeb is kind of walking, he's got his, uh, he's got his Lasat bow with him and, you know, he looks like he's ready to fight, but they quickly, Ezra's like, wait a second, Zeb is actually the bait here. It kind of comes to like, holy shit, Zeb, you're bait. And like right when Ezra realizes that we start to see the ground getting shaken by, um, some explosions from underneath the surface, like just craters forming and just big explosions so we know something and it's approaching zeb you know like it bang bang and it keeps every time it bangs it gets closer to zeb and sure enough 
it circles right under Zeb and just some tentacles rip out of the ground and just pull him under. So the bait worked. <laughs> and it is it is literally a video game level. Because Gregor yes. comes down and he was like, all right, Ezra, yep. Kanan, you have the most important job. You can yep. charge this line once the yep. fish bites. So the line that Zeb is on, Ezra and Kanan are charged with electrocuting the Jupa. So how they do that is they take these electrical poles, and when it's time, they just hit it. They just touch They touch the line that Zeb's connected to, and it sends a charge into the Jupa. And the, the, the thought process here is if you charge it the Jupa hard enough, it's going to surface, and then they can take a killing shot on it. Yep. I don't know how Zeb survives any of this. <laughs> Maybe Lasats are immune to electrical damage. I don't fucking know. Anyways, but on top of that, Sabine also has a job, and Rex assigns her to watch the line so it doesn't overheat. It's running on this, like, engine. If the engine overheats, the line's eventually going to break. Bye-bye, Zeb. Rex was ve- very cavalier when he was like, "Yeah, if this overheats, he's gone. Yeah. So if you know anything about engineering, you're my lady. And sure enough, she's his lady. Um, So um, there's a tug and there's a back and forth tug, you know, uh, this this particular Juper is yeah he's a fighter he's a fighter, and um so there's a tug back and forth. Eventually though it starts to overheat. The regulator starts to overheat. So Sabine jumps into action trying to repair it. Um, Rex calls for a full stop. Wolf is on the command there. So Wolf comes to a full stop, and now we have our final. It's like our final showdown. You're trying to reel in that big marlin. You yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh no! Is the line gonna? The line's gonna break. You know, you don't know. Um. So there's the final countdown. Now it's about to completely overheat, but then Sabine fixes it, and right as that's going on, too, Kanan has dropped his charge, and Ezra's like the line has gone a little too high, so Ezra jumps up on Kanan's shoulders with his line, uh, with his charge. And then Kanan throws his up there to Ezra, and Ezra hits it with both charges at the same time. And sure enough, the Jupiter surfaces. A job well done. Yep. Now, the Jupiter is like a big, I don't know, it's like a dune spice worm. It's straight out of dune. It's a fucking jizz worm. Um, the Jupiter surfaces, as soon as it surfaces, it opens its mouth and kind of like, I'm a big guy, you know. And Rex just fires a shot at it and just hits it right in the face. <laughs> and the thing drops. Um, as it drops, you hear Zeb in there. Like, there's a moment of silence. Where you're like, oh fuck, is Zeb dead? But all of a sudden, you hear Zeb like, and it comes out. And of course, he comments on the smell. Yes, it's like, oh, the smell. But Zeb has survived and comes out of the Jupiter's mouth. And then our next clip is going to be Zeb and Gregor having a real great time with everything that just happened. <coughs> what a smell! Oh, Zeb! Nice catch, old timers. Gregor's weird. That that was impressive. Impressive? You almost got my friend eaten. Yeah. I was in that thing's mouth. Head to toe. But look at you. You brought in our biggest catch ever. I... uh, I did. Actually, it wasn't so bad, Kanan. I, uh, I knew I had the beast from the beginning. 
And you are a natural. We held up our end of the deal, Captain. Now it's time to get us those coordinates so we can go. I'll get it. But you might consider staying for dinner. It's gonna be delicious! That thing tried to eat me. Only fair I get to see how it tastes. Can't say no to that, right, Kanan? Okay! So apparently all you have to do is appeal to Zeb's ego, and then he's completely fine. It's seriously insane that he's cool with any of this. He was just in the thing's esophagus. How did he survive the electrocution? <laughs> he came so close to being completely eaten. You know what level this reminds me of? The Ocarina of Time inside the great Juju Beast. Yeah. Remember that? Oh, it's the best. You go in that thing. But when you go in there, like, the great thing about that particular game, it's a beautiful, wonderful game, and what I'm about to say is not really critical, but just when you look back on it. Like, you go in the mouth of the great Juju Beast, and I don't know. I would say the great Juju Beast just laying there. It beached. sounds like you're calling it Juju Bees. <laughs> juju, Juju, Juju Beast. I know, but Beast. Like the candy. Juju yeah. Bees. You stopped. <laughs> we don't need to go into Seinfeld references. But the weird thing was, was like, when you go in there, yeah, he's got a big mouth and stuff, but it's like, I don't know, 20 feet long. But you go in there and it's an entire fucking dungeon. Yeah. It's like you shrink or something. That was the, one of the biggest moments of video games for me, though, when it was like, I don't know how to, how the fuck to get into this thing. And yeah. Then you realize like, oh, no, I need to go catch a fish in a bottle and then dump the bottle out in front of it. And that'll make it open its mouth. It was incredible. When you figured something, when you were fucking like 10 and you figured <laughs> something out. In The Legend of Zelda, it is a moment. Yeah. It's like, holy shit, I have critical thinking skills. <laughs> okay, but Zeb's cool, and he wants to eat the thing. Meh. Yeah, sure. Apparently, the, okay. meat, the meat preserves well. It must. Because they strap it to the side of the thing, and it looks like they can eat the thing <laughs> They look like cooking year. in the sun. Yeah. Like, are you going to cut that thing up and throw it in the freezer? That was like that weird Ray in Kenobi. Where yeah. He was like, got the job at the meat factory. Yeah, he's cutting that meat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let me get a slice of that roast beast. <laughs> <laughs> I hate people. Okay. Um, so, at this point, though, we cut to the probe droid. And it, we see that it's spying on them. It's got, a, it's, got a, it's got an eye on them. Probe droid is, they've been spotted. Um, we see Kanan speaking with Hera briefly on the hollow and Kanan clearly is apprehensive about trusting the clones, but Hera implores him to trust Rex. Ahsoka trusts Rex. I trust Rex. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and Hera's like, hey, the clones and the Jedi save billions of lives together. Including mine. Including mine. Maybe you should trust him. But Hera has to go. She's got to get back to her pairs with Chopper. So, um... We see the probe droid. It comes up close on the ATT, and it literally just like hops up there, and it goes into a room and starts typing away on a computer or hacking a computer. Um, we get back to Rex, and um, he is checking out some coordinates because the original plan was for Rex to get coordinates for potential bases. Um, he comes out, and he talks to Sabine and Ezra, and he's like, yeah, I got some coordinates for you, blah, blah, blah. And Sabine is going to go grab the coordinates and put them on a data tape. And our next clip is going to be Rex and Ezra, and then we also have a moment with Sabine coming out. Sabine, when she goes to get the load the stuff on the data tape, she finds some stuff out that uh, is conflicting with um, 
what Rex has been telling them. And this is just kind of Wolf getting outed. Rex would never do anything wrong, but it's our next clip. You were brave today, kid. You jumped right in there to help. A great Jedi once told me that the best leaders lead by example. Who is that? You do that well. Anakin? Thanks. I've learned from a great Jedi too. Kanan. Kanan won't look at anyone right now. (laughs) You know, I don't think he likes me. Or ever will. (laughs) Can't say I blame him. The war left its scars on all of us. Won't you reconsider joining us? You know... I've outserved my purpose for that kind of fighting, I'm afraid. You haven't. I love your After the war, the I questioned the point of the whole thing. Where's Cody? All those men died. And for Tell what? Us. I guess what they thought was right. Is this Sabine here? The clones gave us up. They warned the Empire we're here. Wait, what? You're mistaken. We would never do that. Oh, I found the binary transmission to the Empire. And there are messages Ahsoka sent to Rex, and he never answered her. What? I never got any messages from Commander Tano. I knew it. I told you. They can't be trusted. Kanan, wait. Calm down, Kanan. Is this Kanan. true? Wolf, what did you do? I, I contacted the Empire. If they found out that we were helping Jedi, they'd wipe us out. Sabine, go warn Hera. Tell her to scan for incoming ships. I wanted to protect you guys. Protect our squad. The war is over. We are free men. We can't live under the fear of the Empire for the rest of our lives, Wolf. That's not freedom. You're right. They're not our enemy. I'm sorry. Pro? Probe droid shows up, starts taking shots. So we got a little bit of a shootout there on the ATTE. Now it is important to note that when the probe droid attracts their attacks there, it does hit the Phantom and takes out their engines. Yes, it does. Um, so the probe is attacking, but it also escapes at the same time. It's not on the offensive here. It's just here to relay information, but it will fight. Uh, Cannon chases after it, firing with his pistol, unable to hit it. Um, Zeb throws Rex rifle like uh, and he's just like time to make this right Rex throws but Rex the, the rifle but I find the, the line time to make this right interesting because it's like what what do they have like, I guess what are the stakes in not making it right like, yeah he has that doesn't make sense if he's like if he doesn't shoot the thing there's no downside for him he's a 14 year old kid that did a Buffalo Wild Wings commercial what do you want yeah did you see that video by the way, which one? <laughs> Taylor doing a uh, Ezra's voice, a former Clonecast guest. <laughs> yeah. um, there's a Buffalo Wild Friend Wings commercial that he did a voiceover for. Oh, I it's didn't see that. It's fucking wild, dude. <laughs> because somebody took the video and um, I think shout out to Mike Kennedy NFL. He had posted it and it was Taylor Renz. It was his voice. Taylor Renz. What is his last name? <laughs> She's like a social media person for the Washington Post. But Mike Kennedy NFL tweeted it out, and it was like, it's literally just Ezra Bridger doing doing a Buffalo Wild Wings commercial. (laughs) It's wild, man. It's wild. Anyways. Gray. Taylor Gray. Taylor Gray. Clone Casanova Taylor Gray. If you're listening, how's it going, my friend? (laughs) 
That's me nodding to him silently. Chibata. Chibata bread. Chibata. Okay. But, yeah, Ezra throw Re- throws Rex rifle. It's like, one, Rex... Yeah, on his face. Rex doesn't have to make anything right. Rex isn't, um, I guess, if he is the commanding officer there, which I find odd because he still refers to himself as Captain Rex. We know he got promoted to commander, right? Yep. But he's still going with Captain. So technically, Captain in the Republic Army. The Grand Army of the Republic. Does not outrank Commander. Correct. Yet he's giving orders to Wolf. Like earlier in the episode, he's like, that's an order. You know, stand down. They're not the Jedi that, you know. So I don't know. That's weird. Maybe that's the uh, contention in their relationship. I trust Rex. I'm a Rex guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Ezra throws Rex rifle. Make it right. Um, and sure enough, Rex takes a shot, takes out the probe droid. We see Zeb and Gregor. They've taken cover somewhere, and they just like they're like Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> they're like, <laughs> that was cool. Like, literally, I don't remember what they said, but that's kind of what it was. It was just them, like, being weird laughing about the probe droid exploding. Um, there is a shot of, like, Kanan from, like, them looking down on Kanan where Kanan, like, starts walking away. Yeah. And for a second, I was like, where the fuck is Kanan going? And then, like, a shot afterwards, it's like they're all around the probe yes. droid. So the final scene of the episode is they're investigating the probe droid wreckage. Um Sabine uh, tells everybody that, hey, the Phantom's damaged. We can't get out of here until I get it fixed. Um, the probe droid hit it. The engines are damaged. Um, so they are stranded, and the problem with being stranded here is the probe droid did send out a signal that there's something to investigate there. So the Empire is on its way. And it is a to-be-continued episode. And after a long, um, a long, long road, we have finally actually completed reviewing this episode. <laughs> What's with these two-parters, though, huh? We're getting a lot of these. I'm all about it. Yeah. We came, We we got used to two-parters in the Clone Wars. Well, I'm we got all used about to it. three-parters in the Clone Wars. Can I ask you all something really quick off-topic slightly? Um, talking about parters and multiple, you know, continuing storylines. Why do some of you like the fucking Mon Cal arc? <laughs> I would say it's like a coin toss. It is confounding. It is insane. You either love it or you fucking hate it. There are there are also arcs where we have we've reviewed them, we've watched all of them. There are arcs that we have not enjoyed and we've heard from people like, "Oh yeah, no, I actually like that one." And I can put myself in the headspace of that and be like, oh, no, I can see. I can see what you enjoyed. About I can this. see what you enjoyed about that. Even, I, even I, when yeah. I watched it, didn't enjoy it. But for whatever reason, even Zetjukasa enjoying the Martez sister arc. Yes. I'm like, OK, there's some yes. stuff here that I could see triggers feelings of joy. Not the Mon Cal arc. No, <laughs> no. I see no <laughs> redeeming qualities. It is the worst. <laughs> There is a shark that barks. Yes. <laughs> and they swim in poop water for at least 10 minutes straight. You don't know what the fuck's going on there. You can't see five feet in front of you. It's just poop water. It's horrid. It is the worst fucking arc. It's so this bad. It's going to be such a divisive opinion, but I don't care. We've said it before, and I don't know why I'm bringing it up now. You just said arc, and I was like... I heard I heard rift hands. What, and, I, what I do want to see, I want to see someone make the one episode that is good. Yeah, because if you condense that three episode arc down to one episode, I guarantee you it would be good. 
I wouldn't say it would be good. It would be. No. No. It would at least make sense. You still have the same awful characters. Let's free my people. <laughs> Attack. Okay, an average size. It's It would be like a six out of ten. It's your average. Still got... Still got Akbar going crazy. <laughs> I will, I will. If anybody who ever wants to discuss it, though, th- I will, I will argue this to the end of the world. That is the worst Star Wars media available. <laughs> you could take the longest, most boring, uneventful Legends novel. That's five hundred pages long. I would rather read that novel a second time than watch through that fucking arc. <laughs> it's hideous. Anyways, we got a new arc on our hands here. The Lost Commander's Arc, we got Rex, we got Wolf, we got Gregor being nuts. Beavis and Butthead. What do we got for an IMDb rating on part one? IMDb is giving Lost Commanders Commanders a even eight. This is like Rex bias, I think. It is Rex bias. I think people are hyped to see Rex. Yep. And it was great to see Rex again. It was. Um, But it it is a drop off from last week oh yeah from the siege of the fall yeah absolutely yep so um not in my top three episodes not in my bottom three it's right in that meaty middle yep i think it was a cool start seeing rex obviously is like an instant full point to the episode like and even like d bradley breaker the voices and just the little differences like the fact that they're he is clones. Such yeah. a fucking talent. The fact that they are clones, and I know that that is Rex's voice. Yep. And when you listen to Wolf, they're very similar voices. There's not that much differentiation between Wolf and Rex, but I can tell who Rex is. Yep. And that's fucking nuts. It's nuts to me. I couldn't. I can't even comprehend how he does that. Like, I, it's awesome. So Rex being back. Really cool. Uh, Steampunk ATTE. Fucking Studio Ghibli. Um, (laughs) This is going to seem low, but I'm I'm open to seeing what comes forth. I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10. Really good episode. I would not put it up there with our upper echelon episodes quite yet, but there is a lot of promise in this arc. Boy, these these rebels, these rebel episodes, we are like even ground in because I gave it a seven too. We're finally on the same page. Yep. It took us 164 episodes. It's not as fun as when we get those every once in a while we get an episode where there's a wide disparity. I did give Shadow Warrior like an 8.5. <laughs> <laughs> That's because I watched the Monkel arc right before it. And Grievous had a goldfish bowl on his head at the end of Dude, it. Dude, the Gungans kicked the shit out of Grievous. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> it was so cool. Oh, man, I love tarples. <laughs> tarples. Uh, okay, so a couple of sevens. A couple of sevens. I think, uh, is there anything you want to add to that? I mean... No, I completely agree. Yeah. I think it's setting up for something. It's great to see the clones again. I feel like like watching it a, a really strong character will give me an automatic seven on an episode. It's Like Rex, having a Rex episode where they really... Where it's Rex. You see a lot of Rex. You love this character. That's like automatic seven for me. If Rex isn't in this episode, it's not a seven. Also, sorry. I feel like it would be higher if we were watching this without the knowledge that they're bringing clones back. Like, this is the first Star Wars property that's like, oh, we're bringing 
elderly clones into the mix. 24-year-old clones. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think they're like 16 at this yeah. point. <laughs> I just want to do the when I'm 24. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, like, I feel like that is huge. But the fact that we know that that's a thing kind of diminishes it. I got to tell you, though, like, a, a seven in Rebels... It's a good episode. Oh, it's a great episode. Yeah. This is a really good show. Yeah. A very, 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 very good show. Okay. So a couple of sevens. Always look on the light side of life. <laughs> okay. Light side moment of the episode. I got to go with Gregor's just sheer excitement for, <laughs> for fishing for the big bungo, you know? They are truly like retired people. <laughs> They're just yeah. super excited about fishing. He, he literally just wants to catch the big one. You know, that's all it is. Oh, a big one. That's all he wants. He just wants to catch the big one. He's an old retired guy. Yeah, that's what he is. It, and it's great. Enjoy your fishing. So I enjoyed the fishing. The only thing that's missing is him wearing some kind of like floppy hat that has lures around the rim of it. Yeah, get him a hat. He could use it to protect himself from the sun, too, because he's going to develop a melanoma any day now. <laughs> All three of them are just... They're going to be cutting pieces yeah. off of his ears like nobody's business. All four of them need to see a dermatologist immediately. Because <laughs> they're just littered with skin there cancer. Were, there were a couple of shots from the back of Rex where it looks like he has some raised moles on yeah! his He needs he to has see some, a dermatologist. He has some, he has some concerning freckling. <laughs> She's going to get Martin Van Nostren in there. <laughs> Renowned dermatologist. Okay, what's your light side? My light side is just a, there are a couple of shots of the walker with the backdrop of the planet that are beautiful. Yeah, like the absolute void of this planet and the endless kind of like desert. Like the cinematography that they do where it's like on a perfectly level plane and you yeah. see the walker on the like level playing field of this barren planet is yeah. beautiful. And I'm telling you, that's some Miziaki shit, dude. Like, that's the kind yes. of thing, like, you would see that in Studio Ghibli, like, there's just an insane steampunk-looking thing just rolling through, like, no, you know, like a it nothingness a, or, like, just, like, a, a, a plain forest or something. It is a intentional design decision and, like, direction that they are taking that completely worked yes like they're going out on a limb and like taking a chance and it completely worked it's like the absurd mixed with just the most basic like <laughs> terrestrial thing you can think of yeah and, and like just also... in a big desert that's not i mean it's cool like you go to the sahari like oh i was insane this is a big beautiful desert but it's very you can comprehend it as a human being really easily. Like the, the idea of this big desert that just stretches forever is very comprehensible. What's not comprehensible is a giant fucking steampunk thing blowing smoke out its ass, making noise as it just clomps away on this fishing a giant. Yes, worm. it's it's a fucking awesome, like artistic. Tool. The other part of it, too, is like that is a departure where it's like, OK, this might be this might seem odd or like something extraterrestrial but we also have two groups that we are very familiar with we have yeah. the ghost crew that we've spent a season with and this other group from clone wars that now we love that are coming back so like we're interested in that relationship and how that's merging yeah so like we're more interested in that than we are in this like bizarre landscape that and it is cool up. how they took the known of the characters 
the known kind of of the landscape, just the just the vapid nature of that landscape, and they combine it with the absurdity of the unknown. Yeah. I mean, we know an ATT, but what they've done with it is just like this absurd thing. They got like fucking laundry hanging off the front of it. You know, it's, it's just exactly. so it's so it takes you out of that element. Like it's this is a Star Wars episode, but God, those shots. It does not feel the like fact Star Wars. That it's a bunch of ex clones that are living on an ATT. Like, what do they do? It's the best. Oh, I love it so much. Like, honestly, like seeing it just walk the shots of it just walking. For some reason, I mean, I mean, there's Howl's Moving Castle, and that's the episode I already, I already made. I called it Rex's Moving something. Anyways, but it reminds me of Spirited Away. Yes. When she sneaks into the lower levels, and there's that spider guy. I forget his name, but he's, like, pumping stuff through in the, in the furnace, and he's, like, working the furnace, and that's, like, his job. Yeah. Like, it was such a basic function like running this furnace and lumping coal in there is such like it's a very human thing that you know like the the boon of industry when it happened 200 years ago like it, it's something that we've known for a very long time what? but then you take the spider-man guy that looks like dr robotnik and you throw it in there it's like it's a known commodity and you just fucking spin it on its fucking head and you're like holy shit this is cool art it's cool yeah it's just insane the fact that like where we are from an industrial standpoint now, back then was dependent on <laughs> on eleven year olds getting their arms crushed inside of giant pistons. Yeah, <laughs> that's why Rex is so happy to see Ezra. He's like, you know what we've been missing on this ATT as a kid. <laughs> Go dig a hole. <laughs> Don't stop until I tell you. Okay. That All was right. Light side. That's our light side. Uh, should we do dark side? Yes. If you only knew the power of the dark side. All right. Dark side moment of the episode. Um, I'm going to go with the comfort that Zeb shows with being a night crawler. <laughs> like, yeah, eat me, giant worm. That was cool. The fact that I didn't die, even though I was about to be digested by this thing. And if that engine like was stressed for another two seconds. Like, just the complete comfort with it that. It came very close. But I got to say, this was like a um, this was like a karmic moment for Zeb. I think it was, like, it was a moment of karma where he's almost gotten Ezra killed multiple times. Uh, and so he flirted with death here. Yeah. And so maybe maybe now he's on, like, a, a, a flat plane on his karma. He's even on his karma. Maybe we see the, the light side of Zeb really showing through now. So that's mine. What's yours? Okay. I almost... Uh, that was the runner-up for me, is Zeb almost getting eaten and coming very close to that energy beam being cut off. But uh, my dark side moment, I'm going to go with Wolf being a dick. Yeah, he sucks. Just the flashbacks and like him being ultra paranoid now. It is, it is very funny that they put that line in with the Empire about, like, yeah, his, his numbers associated with a bunch of paranoid calls. <laughs> but, like, the fact that Wolf, this grand he's warrior... He's literally, like, he's literally like a caller to Alex Jones' show. He really is yeah. now. And he finally actually has some it's information. Depressing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, Wolf, he looked cool. Like, the whole, like... Uh, he has a dead eye. Yeah, Plo Koon's crew looked cool. But Wolf... The last time we saw Wolf in the Clone Wars, he was hunting Ahsoka 
in the lower oh, levels yeah. of Coruscant. And like I, he was following orders. He just I don't know, he didn't have the Rex personality to him during the hunt. And there I guess he didn't have real relationship with the But I don't know. He just he just came across as more standoffish yep. than the clones that we've come to know and love. So I guess. Um Okay. Thank you, Rex. Welcome back. Oh yeah. You gotta get it up. It's a cheese. I'm going to tweet. Here's my tweet. I can't believe that that, that we're going to cancel student loan debt. We're going to cancel it. I I pay my taxes. I have cars. Okay. Dennis Prager, help me. I'm being canceled. Gina Carano, come on the pod. Help me, Dennis Prager. I'm being canceled. All right. Dark Horse here of the episode. I have to cough, so I'm going to pass it to you first. Dark Horse, hero of the episode. Yeah, who do you got? For you, I you're probably going to share the same one as me. It's that low-energy battle droid. LEBD rocks. They would not be able to track down these guys without that guy. Yeah. LEBD really is showing us something. Anytime LEBD shows up. They plug to the socket. Yeah. He's given Rex's number, too. You know, I've really come to love the prequel trilogy as they've aged. Mm-hmm. You know what the one thing that they can never correct is? There's no low-energy battle droid in the how entire... Awesome, how awesome would it be if they just digitally inserted one or two? George has done worse. Yep. I need it. Put him on the bridge of Grievous's ship at the start of Revenge of the Sith and just substitute some lines for those fucking lazy B-1s. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be good. Um, okay, I'll try to mix it up a bit. Dark Horse here of the episode for me. Huh. There's a lot of options here. I'm going to go with Low Energy Battle Droid. <laughs> that guy rocks. Yeah! Low Energy Battle Droid head just paying dividends 20 years after the fucking war and 10 years after the war ended. I'm going Low Energy Battle Droid. Yeah, you are. All righty. The Clone Cast presents... Power Breaking. He bought the bread. 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 I have to find the document. I don't know where it went. Do you have it up? (laughs) Do you have the document up? Do you have the smart sheet up? Nope. Oh no, it is gone forever. I don't even know what the rankings are without this thing. Why can't I find it? Bear with us, folks. You've, if you've bared with us this long, I think you can handle me trying to All find right, this power one. rankings. We have Hera is on top okay. with, with 52 points. You found it. Yes, I did. Brilliant. Although there is a... Uh, yes, Hera is on top with 52 points. Ezra is kind of close. 39. 35. Oh, I was way off. Behind her. Chopper followed up that with 21. Then we have Kanan with 20. Han Kachkal, 24. She's dead. She's gone. Very sad. Well, technically, we haven't seen her body 
And now we got Gregor back. He suffered a similar fate. Do you think so- Kath Susie, who played Hot Conchgal, do you think Kath Susie has a cameo? Oh, Devin, you got your text mission. I mean, I'll pay for it. <laughs> Devin, I'll Venmo you the money, and then you just send it to us when you feel like giving us a surprise. I want her to yell at me. Hot on the heels of Hot Conchgal, we got Aqualush Bull coming in with 20 points. He rocks. Now, what Aqualush Bull did is, uh, there was a character by the name of Samir Ren and Maylu Ron stand. Uh, Aqualush Bullet fucks his wife. <laughs> well, he sits in the corner. While he sits sure. in the corner and gets yelled at. Then we have Sabine with nine points. Callus with eight points. I think that was due to me. Yeah, you're all Callus. Uh, then we have Sibo. Hey! Sibo! Sibo! With seven points. Uh, then we have Lando slash Billy D. Williams with four. Tarkin with four points. Ahsoka with six points. <laughs> Eventually, we're going to have to stop listing these off. <laughs> I know. This is becoming the uh, the listener appreciation of Rebels. I think the last episode we Let's called... Let's cut it off there. Last episode, we called him Faye Protocol Droid, but uh, Willie is... Next up with three points. Let's move on. Let's just let's get to the rankings. Then we got uh, Space Waffle. Yeah, you remember tasty. that waffle that Zeb was eating that one time? It that's looked got, tasty. I wanted that's it. It's got one point. Then we got Old Joe with a one. Bartender. Uh, Brave Lothcat. Not to be confused with some other Lothcats that we might get into the mix, but that Brave Lothcat's got one. Then we have Zeb with a negative 14. Adam, this episode is never going to end. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just get on with it. Zeb with a negative 14. Last, lastly, we have... Do you know what spinning wheel is? I still have not we figured it out, and nobody wheel. told us. Nobody spinning told us. Spinning wheel with a one point. Yeah. So. so someone tell us what spinning wheel was. I'm not going back and listening. And those are our Clonecast Power Ring. Are we just going to move on, or are we actually going to rank? No, it? I need to know what your, what your power rank is. Okay. Three points to Rex. Three points to Rex. Yeah. Um, on the board. I'll also give him a half point if he visits a dermatologist soon. <laughs> he does have some freckles. Yeah, I don't want him to die. <laughs> He's got some sun-kissed skin, but I'll tell you this. It's sun-kissed to the point where I'm concerned. Yes. Uh, You know, it's fun to hit the tanning booth. Melanomas are real. But it's not fun after 25 years. Yes. Or 10, but he ages quicker than most of us. So, I'm going Rex, though. Rex, just good to see him. Three points for me. Rex with the plus three. Who do you got? I am going with my number one. I'm going with Ezra. For being the cockeyed optimist? Well, cockeyed optimist, but also, there were multiple times where, like, he was the voice of reason, where he was like, calm down, Kanan. Like, let's hear him out. Calm down. Let's let cooler heads prevail. So... Credit where it's due. Ezra did a great job. All right. Okay. Uh, for my number two, I'm going to go with Ezra. Okay. Uh, just for being very uh, level-headed. Logical. Took Ahsoka's advice to heart. Because Ahsoka clearly stressed. Like, Ahsoka knew that if she said they're clones, Kano, Kano would be like, I'm not going there. Yep. And he would throw the whole thing off. So I'm going to give it to Ezra, though, for uh, listening to Ahsoka, and despite his master being completely on tilt with this shit. Yep. He pushed through. So I'm going Ezra number two. Who do you got? My number two, I'm going with Rex. 
I'm going with Rex just because like he's managed these two psychopaths for this entire time while living yeah. on a walker. Yeah. And he seems to have a pretty good handle on it, despite the fact that Wolf has like not mentioned the voicemails that Ahsoka has left him. Sure. So Fair enough. That's good. Credit where it's due. Um, I'm going to go ahead with my number three. I'm going to give a point to somebody who's just absolutely buried in the muck. I'm going to give it to Zeb. Oh! Uh, so we're going to give Zeb a point as he slowly crawls his way out of the Sarlacc pit that he's in. Um, I'm going to give a point to Zeb just for being a good sport. Okay. Um, I think he realizes that he has put a lot of people in dangerous situations, and he thought it was really funny. And I gotta say, he's consistent. Because when he was put in dangerous situation and barely survived, he ends up laughing about yep. it too. So, uh, congratulations to Rex for surviving Sega bass fishing. Sega bass fishing. Zeb is up to a negative thirteen. Sega. Bass okay, so fishing. Zeb slowly. Maybe he'll get to. Maybe he'll get to positive before we get done with the show. Okay. He's got. He's got. You know, second season and three and four to go. So we'll see. Okay, and my number three, I am going with Big Bongo. Oh, a big one! Okay, that big Big Bongo worm. That guy. Oh. That guy's gonna feed this crew for months. Yeah, just from taking a bite out of that bad. They probably got a freezer in that thing. I would think. Wow, what a pull! It's yeah. got to be a college boy freezer, though. Yeah, there's got to be some kind of weird chemical inside of the thing, though. Yeah, that, that like, keeps, keeps that just... it from spoiling. But you would think living underground, I don't see how it, evolutionary purposes, if it's been living underground and only comes to surfaces when forced, Yeah, I don't see how it doesn't rot very quickly. I know. It's very odd. But uh, like sim- there are similar cases like there's that weird delicacy in like Greenland or sure. Iceland that's like, like seen that. I think Anthony Bourdain went and ate the like fermented shark. Do you see that? That sounds disgusting. There's a shark that like is only lives in like the Arctic that it lives to be like 200 some years old. And it like it has a very slow metabolism. That's how it like lives so long. Okay, but people in Greenland and Iceland, they catch it and then they like ferment it. They ferment its meat. The thing about it is it doesn't have, from what I've heard, it doesn't have any, like, urinary system, so it pees through its skin. So, like, as you ferment it, and after it's fermented, you eat it, it just tastes like like piss. But it preserves it, and you're able to eat it, and it's a delicacy in that culture. The Clone Cast presents... Naked. I have nothing to say. <laughs> so Big Bongo gets my one point. <laughs> okay. Let's move on. <laughs> I just don't know what just happened. <laughs> oh, I literally zoned out listening to you talk. Did you see me? Your oh. eyes did glaze over. I, I looked at the clock. It's almost 10. And I was like, what are we doing? Oh, shoot up. Okay. I didn't hit that as hard as we normally do, but we, we have to move on. <laughs> we are talking about fermenting sharks in Greenland. Honest to God, I think, I don't know, we got 150, 200 average listeners on these things within a week. I think that's more than the population of Greenland. <laughs> we got to move on. Okay, good hood. We were on Celos. We were if with the Phoenix crew, who was looking hot in these two locations. 
Um, I gotta tell you who I'm giving it to. I gotta give it to the ATTE. Oh, steampunk ATTE, looking hot, looking out of place, looking unique. It is a good one. That's a hell of a fashion show. So you were very reluctant when I said you might have a new white whale when it comes to Lego set. I still don't think it's a white whale Lego set. Okay. I like it animated. I don't know if I like it at a $400 price point. But it does come with the minifigs of old Rax, old Wolf, and old Gregor. Moving on. (laughs) Adam, who do you have? For my good hood, I am going with Gregor, previously mentioned, because he's wearing... His uniform is a tank top with a cheeseburger that appears to have flames coming out of it. That's why I'm going with Gregor. Wolf Wolf and Rex are still in their, like, military fatigues. Gregor is in a tank top with a cheeseburger on it. Look at it. I'm looking at it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no! Dude, I can't look anything up ever. No! I looked up Gregor Rebels image search, and I'm just kind of looking at it, trying to get a, a look at the good a good look at the cheeseburger. First of all, I don't think it looks like a badminton birdie. It doesn't look <laughs> like a cheeseburger to me. But guess what? One of the fucking the fifth tile over. Guess what it's titled? What? Star Wars Rebels. Captain Gregor dies. Oh. Can I not exist? No, you can't. Oh my god, I found a black series. <laughs> Look at him! Alright, I like it. I want that tank top. I'm sure there's an Etsy shop that sells it somewhere. Uh, maybe Mo can get the uh, Sunshine oh. Seekers on it. Hey Mo, can we get a Gregor Burger fucking <laughs> tank top? Or t-shirt. Can you see what I'm saying, though? <laughs> the symbol on it, it kind of looks like a burger that has flames <laughs> shooting out of Someone it. Someone animated like 8-bit versions of them and he's got the cheeseburger (laughs) (laughs) oh no oh man here's him just laid back maybe when he dies it's just like the melanoma gregor's gregor is the best i'm going to hold on to hope that it's the melanoma that gets him yeah and it's just a it's an unfortunate tile image that was selected for that okay um. Yeah. Uh, I think that's it. That's it. All right. Let's not. I don't even care if we have. A who are you? Let's just move on. <laughs> Thank you, Yoda. Thank you, Chewbacca. All right. So, this is the tagline portion of the episode. Uh, back in the Clone Wars days, uh, they would have taglines at the start of every episode, and I would predict the episode based off of that tagline. Now we do not have that luxury, so I'm just predicting things based off of the episode title. What is our next episode? Next episode is entitled Relics of the Old Republic. Okay. All right. Relics of the Old Republic. Um, I mean, we're just continuing the story. What's even the point of me fucking predicting this? <laughs> it's a part two, yeah. It's a part two of this. Uh, Relics of the Old Republic? I don't know. Maybe they fucking tank. They, you know, pull out a fucking ion cannon that takes out a Star Destroyer. I don't fucking know. Okay. I don't care. That's a prediction. Okay. Yeah, I guess. Whatever. We should probably just finish the episode. Um, but so that would be a season two, episode four. 
relics of the old republic. How is it possible that we started using the timer and the episodes have gotten longer? <laughs> there's a picture. <laughs> Dude, there's a picture of Gregor where he's holding like a giant rocket and you just see the cheeseburger sneaking out from his elbow. <laughs> he's like, hey, I got a rocket. <laughs> All right, let's finish this. Oh, man. Oh, All right, Adam, where can listeners reach us? Please send us an email. Hey, baby, I you can reach us at podcastpod.gmail.com. Reach out to us on, on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, at Pod. You can reach out if you want to join the Discord. That's where a lot of hot talk is going on. you got to pose in there, man. I know. <laughs> Get it going. Get, on there Get it going. They don't care about us anymore. <laughs> next time, <laughs> we'll see you next time for Relics of the Old Republic. I guess. Um, until then, may the 7567 be with you. Never hear the tragedy of Crispin's day. I don't know how you do what you do. I'm so in love with you It just keeps getting better